This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Big sales! Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fight, Eagles, fight. Score a touchdown, one, two, three. Hit them low, hit them high, and watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. E A G L. E S Eagles. There you go. As promised and as advertised. <laughs> hey, I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of my word, man. I got to tell you something. Nine and one. Amazing job. Um, in stretches of that football game, Hertz was awful. QBR rating of 32. But when it mattered, he made two plays that helped win that game. And in a game like that on the road, in a place like that, in a hostile environment like that, against a quarterback like that, you know, they're pitching in in Kansas City right now about drops. Okay? I see it, Des. That's who that team's been all year long. They can't score in the second half, and it's a team of drops. You can't use that against Philly when you've been that team all year. You cannot use that. And just put it, well, that's why we lost it. You've been playing like that all year, and get this. You know how I told you guys you'd get caught with some of the things that you're not proficient at defensively? Well, they got caught doing some of the shit that they're not good at, which is at the wide receiver position. And it played out against a good team last night. And it just so happens that Kansas City has to deal with that. Dude, Travis Kelsey, hey, Mr. Travis Swift, 
You were you were horrible last night. A streetwalker shut you down last night. Seriously, Nicholas Morrow and Zach Cunningham, streetwalkers, shut you down last night. I don't know if you're worried about your podcast, your new chick or whatever, but that's not an Eagle thing. Like I said, Eagles co- were completely outplayed in that ball game. All across the board until you got into the second half where Sean Desai was the star of the game. I want to put something out there for you, too, before we get into my takeaways. Here's the difference between you and the fraud Cowboys. People in the media are going around crowing and crowning Dallas for beating the Giants and the Panthers. You, on the other hand, your last two wins are the Cowboys and the Chiefs. I don't know about you. There's nothing lucky about a drop pass late in the game. When you have beaten the Cowboys and the Chiefs and you're 9-1, and that's not luck, my friends. That's making your luck. That is the most ass. You are stringing together now impressive wins. I don't give a shit. What I just said about Jalen not playing well in that game, who fucking cares? I mean, you're in Kansas City going to Eagles. Got How many weeks are you going to say that about the Philadelphia Eagle team that they're 9-1 and one lucky? You got to stop the conversation, man. Okay, you, you tried to downplay the Dolphins. Now when you start putting Dolphins, um, Chiefs, Cowboys, you now have a resume where you're doing this. Well, let me match mine up against your resume and see how we are. Jalen, now the front runner for the MVP. We'll get to that too. Hey, by the way, A.J. Brown, sit down and shut the fuck up. Sit your ass down. I'm tired of it. Shut up. Sit down. I am sick of it. Going over there bitching at Hurts about an INT. Don't you think he knows that? Sit your ass down. He's the leader. You lead behind him. Shut up. Sit down. It's unbecoming of a 9-in-1 team. I'm sick of his shit. That's right. David goes, Hurts handled it. I'm going to say something to you about Jalen Hurts. I've never seen a guy in my life since Tom Brady that gets in front of a microphone and gets in front of a reporter on the sidelines or gets in front of a, a press conference and a scrum and the way he handles himself like a complete professional. As an Eagle hater, we're running out of ammo. It's pain. I'm telling you, shooter, that's the mark of a great team, knocking all the obstacles down. Okay, Dre, don't have a lot of hate for him. Just tell him to sit down. Shut your face. 
Jalen handled it. <laughs> hey, Jalen handled it where 80% of the quarterbacks in the league wouldn't have handled it. He was sensational in how he handles his football team. Here are my takeaways. The Chiefs completely dominated the game on both sides of the football when it came to the lines. Their O-line was better than yours, and their D-line was better than yours, yet you overcame. Um, there was clearly um, a definite throw in the second half, obviously, that the receivers should have caught, not on Philly. Get better people. Get get better people. That's not a Philly thing. He dropped it. By the way, I love the way Patrick Mahomes handled it. He defended his wideouts today, as you should. And the loss of B enemy is a thing in KC. Travis Kelsey either has to determine he wants to be a TV star, a groupie, or a tight end. Hertz struggled still with pressure. Five sacks. You surrendered. Your O-line was hammered. Hammered. DeAndre Swift was excellent. Um, I do think that the Eric Bieniemy and Tyree Kill effect is now on display as a tandem this year. You're now seeing the effect of both men not being there. I thought without a doubt that the second half adjustments by Sean Desai was clearly spectacular. And by the way, Kansas City destroyed your run defense all night long. And for them not to continue to run the ball, that was on them in the second half. What I loved about what the Eagles did, because they weren't very good in the passing game, 11 of the 12 carries for Hertz were in the second half. I mean, when you look down the line, you didn't do anything really well in that game except make the most important plays, which is the most important thing. And I do think it's a statement game. Uh, by the way, I think that the loss of Dallas Goddard was felt in both the run game and in the pass game. Kansas City destroyed the O-line. I mean, you, he, he was constantly being pressured. And he was sacked. Guys who we don't see giving up sacks were giving big hits up on the quarterback. And Jalen Hurts still to this day struggles at pressure. The defense and the linebackers did such a sensational job on Travis Kelsey that he had to go to guys who were the third and fourth best receivers on that team, which was a mismatch even for a struggling secondary. Okay. 
Chris Jones completely dominated that football game. Cam Jurgens got killed in that game last night. Okay? Hurts had almost no time in the first half. Chiefs defense is for real. I got to tip my hat. Here's what you tip your hat, though. To a team that's been through it all. Let me tell you something about your fucking team. It kept its poise. When nothing was going right, nothing. They kept their poise on the road because they had been in that fire and in that type of limelight for so many months now that they kept their poise. Kansas City lost their poise. Once you got the lead, I didn't think Kansas City was going to win. They just looked like they panicked. Okay? He kept everything. Boy, I'll tell you, Jalen Hurts, you couldn't tell if he didn't throw for 450 yards last night. Thank you. Hey, Danella, my aunt will remind me. Thank you very much. You couldn't tell if he didn't throw um, 450 yards or 50 yards. He's got the same attitude. It's a Tony Dungy mentality. The loss of Goddard was amplified by VJ being stupid. I got it. I'm, I'm with you, man. Let's go by the numbers here a little bit. 21-17. Eagles are now 9-1. Chiefs fall to 16 or 7-3. First downs. KC 23. Eagles 16 first downs. I think that's your lowest number of the year. Third downs, you were horrible. Third, third 3-4-11. Kansas City was 8-17. Here, here's what is the most remarkable thing. And this shows your poise. You ran 54 plays in an NFL football game. They ran 20 more plays than you. Can't If you told me Kansas City would run 20 more plays than you and lose, I would tell you you're out of your mind. Out of your mind. KC gets 20 more cracks at it than you did. And they lost. Something happened. We're going to get to it. Total yards. You had 200. If you had 54 plays and only 238 yards and 16 first downs, and you told me you were going to roll into Kansas City and win, I would tell you that's not happening. They had 336 yards in total offense. You had 124 yards passing. Now, again, as a team stat, they account for the sacks, not on player stats. Okay, so those numbers will look a little different. What makes it more interesting is both teams had 12 drives. That's right. It's insane because of the patience. The coaching staff, in my opinion, you ready? Outcoached Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo. I don't think so much Spagnuolo. I think the two coaches on defense were spectacular yesterday. I think they were both spectacular. I think Andy Reid, again, some situations in there. I don't know. The offensive defensive coordinators made adjustments. 
Dude, that second don't don't try to convince yourself that Brian Johnson did a good job in the second half. He didn't. The only adjustment they made was running the ball more. Prince passing game was atrocious. 11 of the 12 runs that Hurts had in that ball game were all in the second half. They they went back to doing what we said they had to do to win, running the ball. Even if they weren't getting positive yards, Brian Johnson was not great in that game. He was okay. Desai was spectacular. John Desai was spectacular. Okay? Spectacular. Talent won that game. Absolutely, Tone. Talent won that game. Not coaching on that side of the ball. And by the way, stop Kansas City fans with the fucking drops. That's a you thing, dude. That's like me sitting here when I rip the fact that Howie doesn't want to pay for linebackers. You would know that I was full of shit if I did this. Hey, man, they won that They won that game because of all those drops. Well, guess what? What do I do here with you guys? You're cheap at linebacker. You're cheap at safety. And then for me to turn around and go, hey, you only won that game because they have shitty wide receivers they don't want to pay for. That's contradicting your, your, your assessment of how you see teams. If I was in Kansas City, I'd be ripping the general manager and the coach for not getting quality guys in there for him. That's right, senor. They're cheap at wideout. Here's the incredible thing again. I don't know what it is. Why is Kansas City able to run the ball three straight games on you for 170 yards as an average? How in the world can they do that? They destroyed your number one run defense. They had 120 yards in the first half alone. Crushed you. Two turnovers to one. Here, here's the other thing. Time of possession was an off base. 32 minutes for the Chiefs, 27 for the Eagles. That's in the same ballpark. I wish I had an answer for that, Sills. I have no idea. It's got to be the quarterback and the fear of the quarterback moving around and running up the field. That you fear Mahomes getting running yards. Because he did last night. I think he got about 39. You need a shotgun to beat Hurts out. He just wins. I concur. Player stats. Eagles. Hurts, 14 to 22, 150 pick. 64-6 QB rating. Mahomes wasn't much better. But here's the significant thing. 24-43. One seventy-seven, two touchdowns, one pick, seventy-one-six. Here's my problem with that number. You crushed the Eagles in the run game in the first half. Why didn't you stick with it? Andy didn't want to. You were killing him. Why would you come off that? Andy Reid outthought it, in my opinion, and he overcooked it. Andy Reid. In theory, got out coached by Sean Desai. He did. He, you could blame the drops, but why'd you get away from the run game? 
You were killing them. I mean, all you have to do is watch the game. They annihilated the Eagle run defense. Annihilated. Okay? Swift was the star of the game. 12 carries, 76 yards, 6-3 a carry. Ran hard, ran tough. Touchdown. Pacheco was good too. 19 carries, 89 yards. I thought Swift was better. Devontae, thank God. The crybaby, the human crybaby on the sidelines, I'm sure hates this number because he had one catch. They shut his ass down too. By the way, the two dudes that we were looking at that would have big games, Travis Kelsey and A.J. Brown, were both shut down. Not just shut down, but shut out, basically. Six catches, 99 yards in a very tough place to play in a very good defense. He had big numbers. 99 yards in a game like that against Kansas City is a freaking absolutely spectacular game. Justin Watson, I mean, how many people did he throw the ball to? 10 or 11? On defense, Kevin Byard, eight tackles. He was great. He was great. Reddick with a sack right at the beginning of the game. You know what that did with that Reddick sack? That made them do this. Let me tell you the importance of what that sack was at the beginning of that game. Kansas City realized they just couldn't put a tight end on his ass. That they had to get somebody else out there because they didn't want to have Brock Purdy in Kansas City and have anything like what happened in that NFC Championship game to their own quarterback. It forced them to change formation a bit. Didn't you see that? It forced them to make adjustments from going from tight. They thought they could handle him with a tight end. But after he hit the quarterback the way he did, it must have been in the first series. You have to adjust on that. And that's a personnel adjustment that you didn't game plan for. You had to do that on the fly in the middle of the game. So they had to do personnel adjustments right there. Hey, we can't have, we can't have our guy hit like that. It's the second freaking play of the game. Can't have that happen like that. We have, we, we have to get a bigger body on him. That set the tone for moving around personnel. It's a little tiny thing, but it's a big thing because that sets your strength to one side of the field or another when you have bigger personnel settings. They were working from the weak side a lot in that game last night because they had to account for him. It's a big deal. Mahomes likes to throw to the wide side of the field. A lot of the shit they were doing was to the short side. That's hurting. That's the side hurting. Mahomes, they did exactly what I said they would. They forced them with Reddick's pressure to go to one side of the field, the weak side of the field, making him only have to look in the middle of the field to the hash. 
That's how important that was in that hit on the second play of the game. Okay? Chris Jones was a, he was the best football player on that field yesterday. Five tackles, two sacks, and destroyed. I mean, he's had eight quarters against the Eagles where he's annihilated you. You've had no answers for him. Shit, the kid Trent McDuffie was awesome in blitzing. Had four tackles and two sacks himself. Spagnola is excellent at what he does. Kansas City, I don't know what's going on with them, with their personnel and their offense, but their defense is exceptional. Okay? Chris Jones almost forced Kelsey and Lane into retirement. Killed them all, man. Whoever he lined up on, he owned them. Thank you for what you do, Sills. I need that W last night in the worst way. As my family took an L an hour before the kickoff, I had to put my chocolate lab to sleep. Thank you for the distraction. John, that's terrible, man. I hate doing that. With We're, we're going through that now with a with a little bit of one of our guys, too. A little ill right now. I hope it gets through it, but nothing like having to do that. I'm an animal guy, John. That's the worst thing on the planet. I feel for you, brother. I'm glad we can have some fun here. Kind of make you think about other things a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's a shitty thing. Andy Reid made Mahomes look like McNabb. Fair. Fair. Okay. Okay. Fair. All dogs go to heaven. Of course they do. All animals do, dude. St. Nicholas. Has Sills made excuses for why we beat the Chiefs? Why don't you answer that, guy? You beat the Chiefs because of guts. Not panicking. You played a horrible game. And you won. There's no telling what you can do. Replaying the Sills. Saying fly, Eagles fly. Ain't no excuses in what you saw last night. You don't have to play your A game. All you have to do is win a game. And you didn't play at all very good last night. Kansas City got you in every single area of the football field except the most important one and the only one that counts. Scoreboard, bitch. Scoreboard. I'm not, dude, if this was college football, this is a different conversation because you got to look better for the so-called beauty contest. This is not a beauty contest. This is going to be about who wins home field advantage. This is going to be about who wins the final game of the year. This is nothing more than anything. There's you, you, you don't get, there's no such thing as luck when you're nine and one that I don't subscribe to that. Is it lucky that the Patriots are two and eight? I mean, I don't subscribe to that bullshit. Eagles are a bad nine and one team. Okay. I'll take it. The Eagles are the worst nine and one team. Okay, sure. <laughs> you want to look at it that way? And let me guess, the Cowboys are the better team at seven and three. This is what I'm trying to tell you here. With, with, with in crazy comments like that, people are going to look and go, well, hey, the Cowboys are playing great ball too. No, they're not. The Eagles just beat the Cowboys and the Chiefs. You beat the Giants and the Panthers. 
I missed that super chat. Um, Tone, if you could put that last one up for me, please. I don't even know what that means. I have no idea what that means. Love Andy, bud. I said for weeks the Chiefs now look like Andy Reid's Eagles. Really good tight end QB. Uh, rotational running back, just dudes at wide receiver and a great D. I'll say this to you, man. People are going like this and asking me questions like, what's wrong with Kansas City? I go, nothing. They've played like that all year. Can't score in the second half. When's the last time they scored points in the second half? What? When was the last game they did? Okay. I just I, – I, Kevin Byard was great. Let me get to my game balls. We won every game this season the same way. Okay. This is third straight game with no points in the second half for the Chiefs. Then why in the world would I sit here and go like this? What happened to Kansas City? The, the drops cost them. Dog, you, this is three games in a row. This is a youth thing. This is not a Chiefs thing. Or an Eagles thing, excuse me. Here's here's my game balls. In this order. I got Devontae Smith. And by the way, I'm going to give you guys a chance to react. Hey, Rocksteady, I thought he was going to get that interception, Jalen Carter. I'd never seen that before. He dives through the center's legs. And when he grounded it, it popped straight up. He would have changed the way you do that play forever if he would have got that pick. Because what if that guy does that and pounds it back? You're going to get the Joe Pisarchik play. I thought he was, I thought that guy was, I thought Jalen Carter was going to intercept the ball. Devontae Smith gets my game ball one. Played tough. He's kept his mouth shut, unlike that other guy on the other side. Shut your mouth, A.J. Brown. I'm tired of you making scenes on the sidelines. Try to act with some decorum and some professionalism. You look like a bitch. It's unbecoming. You're winning. Relax. Game ball two, DeAndre Swift. Really a tough ball game. That, to me, was the best game he's played against that team. Those other games, I don't care he had more yards. You're doing it against the heavyweight champion of the world in their park. Okay? Philly 500 will join us at 4.30. And, of course, the segment with Tone at 3.30. Game ball three goes to Kevin Byard. Great game. You brought him to Philly. Get this. So, he doesn't play well in those other games, but he goes into Kansas City and wins. As far as I'm concerned, that's a win. For Howie Roseman. Okay. Hey, by the way, if this is a um, a public service announcement, 
to any NFL team out there that's in search of a general manager, if you want a general manager, what I would do, I would knock on the door at the end of the year for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I would go get Alec Hallaby, the assistant to the general manager who does all the analytics, all the evaluation of players for Howie. He takes it. He's the number two guy in that building from what I'm being told. You want a general manager? Alec Hallaby is your guy. That guy is the next dude up to become a general manager in this league. That's how he's right-hand man. That's the guy, in my opinion, Chicago should go after. Um, Carolina should go after. I would think that Tennessee should go after, maybe even New England. I would hire that guy right after the Super Bowl. Okay? Alec Hallaby is the next guy up out of that building to help build the franchise into a Super Bowl contending team. He is a hidden secret in that building. I'm not so sure he's a secret any longer because what he does, he does all the analytics. He evaluates pro and college personnel for Howie. He is involved in the game planning when it comes to the type of structure and the culture they're going to have and what type of style of offense and defense. He is the second most important person in the Philadelphia Eagle front office. If you're in need of somebody, go get him. Okay? Go get him. Number four, I'm going to give it dual to Nicholas Morrow and Zach Cunningham. They completely shut down Travis Swift. Was a non-factor. Almost looked not even engaged when he was out there. Critical fumbles and drops. I mean, dude, I'm not very high on him right now after that performance. Personally, I don't think he's engaged right now in the game. He doesn't play like he's focused on the game. He's a Taylor Swift. You know what I think it is? I really don't think it, it's, it's Taylor Swift. I think it's everything that's going on in his life. He's trying to balance and juggle everything in his life, and he's not doing a very good job of it. I mean, he looks slower. He looks not as engaged. I don't know. That guy, and he's talking retirement. Yeah, but he's looked like that the entire year. I got Reddick game ball five. I'm going to get to all you guys' takes here and what you guys saw tonight or last night in the game here in a minute. I put Reed Blankenship as my game ball six. Devante, DeAndre Swift, Kevin Byard, Zach Cunningham, and Nicholas Morrow, guy who was cut. Hassan Reddick, because he changed formation. And Reed Blankenship. Guys were great. And if you really want to go to the coaching staff, Sean Desai was spectacular.
in that game. Can you imagine this? All of a sudden, you're watching your number one rush defense get annihilated. And you've got to slow them down and figure it out on the fly in Kansas City at Arrowhead with a guy who's never lost in November. And you've got to do all of that. And that ain't analytics. That's gut. That's having to think what to do. You know what his game plan was? He was going to stop Kelsey because he believed no matter what they had, they couldn't beat him with those other guys. He turned out to be right. Well, the guy dropped the ball in the end zone. Sean Desai knew that he would drop the ball in the end zone. He game planned for that. You think he's playing like that if Tyreek Kill is back there like that? Never. He had so much confidence, not in his own guys. He had so much confidence in himself, he believed that they didn't have enough talent to beat him, unlike Jonathan Gannon. Not being able, playing press. Jan, Jonathan Gannon, the difference between Jonathan Gannon and Sean Desai is balls. Not analytics, balls. Sean Desai is going to be a head coach. He's going to be a head coach. That's D'Amico Ryan's in the making. Do you know in that building today, when he walks in and that defensive staff is there, and those players are there. They're going to give him a standing ovation for what he did. You're going to give him a standing ovation today when he walks into that room. That's about as good a coaching job as I've seen in two and a half years covering the Eagles. That, that right there is how you do it. Not the best talent on the planet in the secondary, but you know what he said? They can't beat me. Yeah, but I got to put him in form. No, you don't. I don't think he can do it. And if he can, get this. That last play was symbolic of that entire game and how he saw that game. He had to think when that ball was up, it was a 50. Any other legitimate NFL receiver makes that play, right? Anybody makes that play. He went, they can't. And they didn't. And when Kelsey's putting a ball on the ground, it's playing right into what his thinking is. He was so great. Man, best defensive coaching job that you have had probably since Jim Swartz was here. Now, let me get to Jalen. Awful game. And yet, a statement game. That's a game. You beat them. You beat them. Doesn't matter how it looked. You beat them. You made the play in the game that beat them. Blankenship saved at least two to three touchdowns. He's spectacular. Yes, yeah, CD. Jalen Hurts and his leadership in that game, keeping everybody calm, including that idiot on the sideline, A.J. Brown, and keeping everybody calm 
starting to run. He ran the ball in the second half. He took over the game when he had to. He did the things in the game that needed to to win. Jalen Hurts is not going to be an MVP candidate that's going to put up a billion yards and anything. But you know what he's going to do? At the end of the day, what is truly most valuable player? Made adjustments and put a spy on Mahomes unless, like Gannon and Mahomes, killed us in the Super Bowl in the second half. It's a great observation. Jalen Hurts is not going to have insane passing numbers. Like, he's just not. But if you tell me your football team is 9-1 and one and you're accounting for it, what does he have right now in touchdowns? 24 total on the ground and throwing? So you tell me this guy has 50 touchdowns at the end of the year and he's accounted for 50 touchdowns. And say he's around 4,200 yards passing, 4,100. And he's around in there. There are going to be media people that aren't going to give him because he's not going to have spectacular numbers. Like some of these other guys, 5,000, 5,000, just not. I don't know. Again, it's because they don't really watch the Eagles enough. So Jalen makes some audible calls in the game. Might be big going forward. Yes, Q, great. I don't think the people that – because, see, you know what people do when they're voters? I'm a voter, but I don't do this. You know what people do? They look at box scores instead of watching games. Like, to me, the MVP race, and we'll do a little bit – here, wait, I'll do it now. Here's, 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 my, here's my MVP race right now after what I saw last night. I got McCaffrey 10, Niners. I got Jared Goff 9. I got Josh Allen, eight. I got Dak, seven. I got C.J. Stroud, six. I got Brock Purdy, five. I got two of four. I got Mahomes, three. I got Lamar Jackson, two. I got Jalen Hurts, one. You have to get extra credit for being nine and one. You have to. You don't get extra credit, but you know, some voters give a guy extra credit because you know what they're doing now? Can I tell you how they're chipping away at his MVP candidacy and his run for it? Remember what I told you? If he goes four and one over this next run, he wins it. If he goes four and one over this next five games, I don't know how you don't give it to him or how he hasn't earned it. But you know what they're doing to chip away? Well, he's got AJ and he's got, he better be able to do all that. You know, I mean, is he the best player in his offense? I mean, they're trying to make a case for Brock Purdy. And I went like this. Does anybody actually look at Brock? Brock Purdy's a nice player. But does anybody even think Brock Purdy's the best offensive player in his own huddle? I mean, do you think Brock Purdy's the best offensive player in the 49er huddle? Do you, do you think he's the best offensive player in their huddle? Okay. Once again, what, but you, you can't, Vibes goes, Josh Allen tosses all over, but does he win anything? Jalen hasn't won anything either. Okay. 
Sills is so right. If you can win MVP by putting up great sets but still losing games, Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins, dude, that, that's how some of those writers look at it. They look at those numbers. Me? I look at it. You know what the, you know what the most valuable player award means to me? Will you say Jalen's elite yet, Sills? No. No. There's only one elite quarterback in the NFL. No. You don't, you don't get that tag until you win the Super Bowl. Sorry, that's reserved for the guys who win it. No. I'm not like everybody else passing out um, participation medals. No, you don't get that. That's destined for only special people that win the Super Bowl. No. No. Is Josh Allen elite? No. Is he got elite talent? Yeah. Does Jalen? Yeah. Does Burrow? Yeah. Are they elite? No. You're not elite until you win the Super Bowl. You're not paid to finish second. End of story. Jalen outplayed Mahomes, admit it. Jalen Hurts was horrible in that game. He made two plays that won that game, and that's all I give a shit about. You're not going to play great in every game. Stop doing that. Mahomes was terrible too. So the two lesser of the evils on the two guys that played poorly, pick one. I didn't think either guy played great. Hey, Sills, do you really think uh, Mahomes played great? No. No, I don't. Well, they had a lot of drops. Well, that counts to the quarterback. If interceptions count towards the quarterback and their tips and it counts on him, it's an interception. Elite is when the talent and the success come together. When Jalen Hurts puts that Lombardi trophy up, you didn't have an elite quarterback win a Super Bowl. You had an elite performance. Should how we bring in Darius Leonard from the Colts? No, I don't want anybody being brought in after that performance by Sean Desai. No, we don't need, you're in a rowboat right now and you're rowing the war. You really want to bring in a new guy to put in your Rose right now, somebody that hasn't been through the wars and hasn't been through the pain and hasn't been through the fight. And you want to bring somebody new in right now to upset how you guys are rowing. Do you understand you're getting better defensively? Everything I said, okay, Dan Cilio, Hertz isn't elite, but Doug Williams and Nick Foles are. No, they had elite games. No. No. Joe Flacco's not elite. He had a really good run. I don't think Eli Manning is. There's certain guys that are up there, like Brady, Aikman, the guys who are multiple winners, 
guys who are leading the league, Mahomes. There's a whole league of really great players. But would I take Doug Williams over Troy Aikman in a game to win a Super Bowl? No. Would I take any of these other guys? No. You know what makes Aikman great? He never played for numbers. Aikman actually plays a lot like Jalen. He didn't care about numbers. He cared about running the ball, third down efficiency, and third and short. And he didn't have a too big an ego to worry about what his numbers look like. It's exactly what Jalen does. It's what Brady did. Guys, you do whatever you want. You will agree to disagree on this. I, I'm not. I'm not debating it. I'm not changing my opinion after 30 some odd years and how I look at the special guys who are those one guy. I have to have a crew of guys that are special or you're going to start to turn something that's really great into the NFL Hall of Fame. Some people in this chat want to play dumb. We all know what elite is. There's only one elite right now. Right. Why do you think when those Jalen hurts on what he did? That's a confidence booster. And also what it does is the people that make the decisions on voting for those awards, the MVP. But see, already the negative comments about Hertz are already being made. Well, he should be good. He was on an O-line that was, I'm sorry, but I saw an O-line give up five sacks and got killed when it came to um, the run game. And I saw Chris Jones beat the shit out of them all night long. Chris Jones basically went like this. Lane Johnson, um, Cam Jurgens, your so-called great offensive guard. Lane Johnson, Cam Jurgens, um, Jason Kelsey. He beat the fuck out of every one of those guys last night. And it wasn't close. All your special guys, he annihilated. I'll put our second half defense. Well, unfortunately, Trucker, there's 60 minutes to a ball game. Okay? There's 60 minutes. Look at how people want to dissect a 60-minute game and not look at it. They only read half a book to make their narrative sound like what they want it to look like. Dumbest shit ever. That was a gutsy performance by your Eagle team who was outplayed for 50 minutes of a 60-minute game, and you were able to come away from it from some of the things that Tone said earlier. Don't you think that this hardens the bow on your boat later on in the year when you need it the most, when you're down points, you're in Kansas City, and your medal's being tested? This was a will game. There's nothing you did in that game that indicates you outplayed Kansas City. You outwilled them. You can't beat outwilled, gutty, metal tested. You can't beat that. I don't care what you do. It's impossible to beat the Eagle team. Let me say this to you, man. You know what my takeaway really is from that game? You have to kill that team with a shotgun. You can't just kick it. You can't just punch it. You can't even get it down on its back. 
and the ref's getting ready to tap you out. You have to kill it. In the first half, you play to win the game. First half, they were crushed. That was a football game that the men, that's why, you know why I'm mad at AJ? He's the only guy in the sidelines that had no poise. Every single person who was dragging their ass all the way to the 50th minute of that football game knew they were down. When you took the lead, you took the heart out of KC. Didn't you feel it? Man, I think sometimes you guys watch a football game and you just see the back and forth. I see the emotion of the game. I know what those guys feel when you see something like that where you've outplayed somebody and there they are, still there. That is such a pain in the ass. You, everything you did, you outrushed them. You outyarded them. You had 20 more plays than them. You were better on third down. You killed them. Chris Jones was all over the place. McDuff was the best corner on the planet last night. And you still lost. You can't beat them. Get this. You know what you told Kansas City last night? No matter what you do, you can't beat us. You go back home now thinking that. Eli and Peyton were trashing Johnson's play calls. He sucked. He sucked. I don't know. I'll take that back. He didn't suck. He was marginal. He's not a very good play caller. Me, at the end of the year, I would change him out. I don't care what kind of boys they are. I would get somebody else in there. He's not good enough for Jalen Hurts. I'm going to make this statement to you, okay? At the end of this season, win, lose, or draw, I want him replaced. He's not good enough for Jalen Hurts. They need a different play caller in there. Okay? Sometimes I wonder what this chat wants from you sometimes. They want you to view the game the way they do. You say they outwilled Kansas City, yet they want you to kiss more ass. It was an ugly game on both sides. Eagles weathered the storm better than KC did. Simple. Plain and simple. Defense stepped up big time. Second half for sure, so did Desai. Zero points. But again, too, D, Desai knew that. I can't remember the last time Kansas City scored points in the second half. He knew that. He knew that, Dirty. He absolutely knew that. They were not, they had struggled all year long in the second half. Shut Kelsey down, you shut the Chiefs down. It's exact. You really didn't shut Pacheco down because he had the same kind of game Swift did. Bro, stop. AJ was mad because he beat his buddy badly and let Hurts know. Okay, that's your opinion. I disagree. Okay. Um, it, you can come up with all kinds of bullshit. I don't know how many times you're going to make a compromising comment for AJ Brown when we know he talks shit on the sidelines to Hurts numerous times, and yet you think that was a good conversation. Even John Clark pointed it out. Come on, guy. Stop lying. You don't have to make 
you don't you, you don't have to make different narratives when you know who the player is. Okay, you do not. Again, back to the point. Hurts sucked in that game. 32 quarterback rating. It was terrible. And yet, the poise he showed to make the Devontae throw and then the way he handled himself by running the ball 11 of the 12 times in the second half. It's everything you want at that position. He is everything you want. How about this? I wish it was a different style. I'd probably like him more. But to me, it's just tremendous. Big Sills, I was at the game. I said the same thing about AJ bitching. Philly, thank you, brother. Why do they take Swift out in the second quarter? Every game, game will plays the second half, even when Swift was doing great. I think they really are putting him and keeping him monitored. I hate that. I get it. Here's why, too, also. I think it's got a lot to do that it's doubled workload of any time in his career. And that's analytics. See right there? That's the analytics playing into the roster. Coaches would never do that. But the analytics keep the coaches at bay on personnel by doing exactly that. Or putting BG on a pitch count. Okay, the analytic guys. Hey, let's get game well to give him a little more. I, I I don't I don't subscribe to putting the lesser talent in there. I just don't subscribe to that. Here, let me put the lesser guy in the game. It's not a formula that I that I subscribe to. Um, we all know. It will be a sloppy, crappy game by both teams. Mahomes didn't play that much. No, Maniac, I don't think Mahomes played any better than him. I thought they both sucked. No, no, no. Hey, Maniac, if it came off where I said, Mahomes completely, absolutely not. He sucked too. No, that's not what I, That don't, don't try to make that sound like I said that. I never said he played well. I have not one time said Mahomes was unstoppable. Oh, and, and again, have you heard me make excuses for the Chiefs and all the receivers with all those drops? No way. That's a KC thing. That is a KC thing, not an Eagle thing. You don't have better players there? Get this. Here, let me do what I do to you guys sometimes when we talk about linebackers, running backs, and safeties. Let me do a Kansas City rant here for you. How in the hell could you have a half a billion dollar quarterback and Patrick Mahomes, you have a Hall of Fame play calling head coach and you have a five cent offensive wide receiver room. How is that possible? Why in your right mind would you spend half a billion dollars over the next 10 years on a quarterback and you have a five cent wide receiver room? Explain how that makes sense to me. It doesn't. It doesn't. AJ ran the wrong route because he beat his man off the line. It was a touchdown, but Jalen was under pressure and threw to the correct spot. That's not for a wide receiver to come over and start moaning and bitching. Move on to the next play. 
You can bitch about it after the game. Man, when that plays in the rear view, that plays in the rear view. You don't have time to sit back and dwell on shit. Okay? You have a two-cent wide receiving room and a half a billion dollar quarterback. I don't know. You might want to get some talent in there. And you have a half-engaged tight end now who cares about podcasting and chasing some chick around the world. Hey, if you're Kansas City, you should ask him, does he still want to play? Because that's all he's doing is playing. Hey, if you don't want to play in the NFL anymore and you want to be a movie star, have at it. It's all good. But don't do it on our time. I think it's all of it. I don't think it's just that chick. I think it's everything. I think, you know, he's a TV star now. Hey, at least try. Hey, get this. As a matter of fact, between the Kelsey brothers, I got to tell you, man, I've never seen an offensive center have his highlight where they're just isolating on him and how he blocks and scoops and slips and everything. If I'm another center in the NFL, I'm like this. Wow, that must be nice. <laughs> it's pretty cool, man. They really like these Kelsey guys. At least Jason can handle it. Tell me more about how you talked shit on Brady for breaking tablets and yelling at his team constantly and just called it being competitive. I really enjoyed last night for your team. I really did. Played horrific. Oh, wait. Okay, I'll go back. You're comparing A.J. Brown to Tom Brady. Is that right? Tom Brady to A.J. Brown. Dude, that's like comparing an ant to an aardvark. A.J. Brown for being competitive versus the guy who's got seven rings. Will you wake me up when that dude wins one? And let's see if he's got some equity with me on being a champion. He ain't a champion yet. He's a runner-up. Always remember that. And I think that's what's fueling this team, too. Let me say this to you also. He's not comparing their resumes. Well, then don't compare resume. Don't compare Brady to anybody. Brady can Brady can punch a person in the face. Brady can swear at people on the sidelines. When you've got seven rings, you can pretty much do anything you want like Michael Jordan. You can punch players in the face. You can do those things. There's a totem pole in every locker room with guys who have done more than the other guy. There's certain chairs that are more important than that that, that woke mentality where 53 chairs are as equal as each chair in the locker room, is the dumbest shit going. Every locker has more equity in it than the next. Everybody on the team's not treated the same. This isn't a communist situation. It's a dictatorial situation where the coach is the dictator and the rest of them are, are basically put in classifications. The quarterback's the biggest guy in the room. The second guy will have the second most talented guy. And it goes down that. 
It's a pecking order. Well, everybody should be treated the same. No, everybody should be treated the same like a man, not as a football player. Don't cross the lines. Some of you want to cross the lines on that. Just because I treat you the same as I treat another man doesn't mean I treat you the same because you're a football player versus that guy. That's not how that works. Not in them rooms. Your resume buys you equity. There's levels to this shit. Absolutely, man. Well, you should treat everybody the same. Of course you should. As a man, yeah. Football player, never happened. Jimmy Johnson used to come into our locker rooms all the time and go, Emmett Smith gets treated like this. You get treated like this. Shit. You don't like it? You don't have to be in there. When you get drafted to a team, this isn't a thing where you go to war. You can refuse this induction. That's right, Q. It's Hertz's room. Let's not cloud that line. I think Jalen does a spectacular job. Okay. We pr- look at look at this guy Riley. Think about what Riley did. We proved the Super Bowl last year was bogus. We were the better team last night and last year. That wasn't a flag on Bradbury. I can promise you the thing that Riley just said will never be anything that is in an Eagle locker room. Nobody in that Eagle locker room would think like that who played in that game last night and overcome shitty football to win a game like that, thinking like that. Nobody. Nobody. That's a loser's mentality. Bogus? Do you know what's fueling the Eagles? Super Bowl 57. I came away from that game having seen the... I w- wouldn't you guys say this? Wouldn't you say this? That had to be one of the worst games. Leonard released from Indy. Wow. Trying to save money. I don't know. Maybe you do talk to him, Bear. Maybe you talk to him. I don't know. I, 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 would, I would say this to you about what, I, what that thing was. That was probably one of Jalen Hurts' worst football games he's played since he's been a starter. But it was one of the guttiest. And you know, you know what's okay with that game last night? Was that the guy on the other side too? He it wasn't like he was like 450. It was a slugfest. It was just two good teams playing against each other. Just it was an arm wrestling contest last night. It, it, I mean, that thing was one of those like tug of wars. See, that's the kind of game to me you get character out of. More so than anything else. And you there's something. You get the finding games like that. 
you don't get to find in games with five touchdowns, and 350 yards. You get to find in how you have adversity. You were killed in that game for 50 minutes. You held your water. You held your poise. You showed what a championship this game will do more for your chances at winning Super Bowl 58 than anything you've done in two and a half years, including Super Bowl 57. Are you not getting the I don't I don't know what else to say. I I don't know what else to say. That performance last night did more for your chances at winning Super Bowl 58 than any game you've played in two and a half years. Do you not get that? It was an 80s classic heavyweight fight, both fighters throwing everything they have regardless of their own safety. That 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 was just one of those just absolutely insane games. Their quarterback sucked. Your quarterback sucked. Jalen made the play that mattered to Devontae. It was the only play in the game that was worth the shit in the air because those 11, 12 rushes he had in the game. Get this. Jalen Hurts' running ability last night won you the game. Not his throwing ability. That's what won you that ball game last night. Seals, when you look back down as a classic game, when we look back, will it be, will it go down as a classic game? I'll say this to you it'll be a game that you remembered that was the reason you won the Super Bowl. So, It'll be the game you do this. I'll give I'll give you something that Stink told me years ago. Okay. I'll, I'll give you something. No, a win is not. You see here what um man says, win is a win. Not every win is equal. That's like saying the Cowboys beating the Giants and the Panthers versus the Eagles beating the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Is equal. I don't look at it like that. You really think what the Cowboys did, a win is a win. The Giants and the Panthers are on the same page as beating Cowboys and Chiefs. A win is a win. Really? Cowboy fans think so. You know what, David? Let me give you a secret. No, they don't. Every Cowboy fan last night watched Philly, got it out, and get the win. And you know what? They're now more afraid of Philly than ever before. If you're the Cowboy front office and you're Jerry, you're like this. Man, you can't beat that team, man. It's just impossible. They played like shit, and they won anyway in KC. Jerry Goff had to play his ass off in Kansas City for that Lions team to win. Jalen didn't. Jalen did whatever. Hey, Jalen's run game is what won that thing. And Jalen's run ability and that one throw. 
was it. Rest of it was not very good. 32 QBR has to be the lowest in his entire career. Has to be the lowest performance and one of the worst performances since he's been a starter. But yeah, get this. I'll remember that performance as being his most important performance. And that to me is the most important win he's ever had as an Eagle quarterback. Let's do that one. You think that's the most important win of Jalen Hurts' young career? And he played like shit. And I say it is. Easily. Nobody's going to remember. Hey, get this. You know why, Tone? Five years from now, no one's going to quote numbers. They're going to remember they went in on a windy night, a rainy night. Into a night versus the champ. Outplayed for 50 minutes. Look at what those all those close games did for you. All those games that we were talking about. How you don't have any margin of error. And what that accumulated to and what that came to in that game last night. All the shit that went on so far to get to that point prepared you for that last 10 minutes of that game. At the 836 mark, I said this. When they took the lead, I think it was 836, somewhere in there. It was somewhere around there when they took that lead. I was like, Kansas City, I think they knocked the starch out of them there. That's a defining play by Devontae Smith. You know why they're defining plays? Because you won. I don't really care about Jalen Hurts' Super Bowl performance. That's a better performance than the Super Bowl. But Jalen had better numbers in the Super Bowl. But he won. And look at the medal that Mahomes had. His wide receivers are getting destroyed by Chiefs Kingdom. They're getting destroyed. What does Mahomes do? He comes right to their defense, like Jalen would. No. We need these guys. These are my guys. Um, We'll learn to live another day. And these guys are going to make plays down the line when we need it most to win this thing. He defended him. McNabb would throw him under a bus. There lies the difference between Hertz, Mahomes, and McNabb. McNabb's ego couldn't handle others' success in the locker room or others' behavior on the sidelines. That's what separates them. Guarantee you. If you would have seen that kind of scene for another fourth, what is it, the fourth time now with AJ and McNabb, your team would implode. And you would never win. You wouldn't have won. Get this. Donovan McNabb doesn't win that game last night.
on the road versus top two defense, pulled it out. DRC, it's a defining game for Jalen Hurts. AJ would have been doing sit-ups. I like it. Oh, yeah, no. You know, when I when I when the game ended, when the when the game ended, I went like this. Man, what a gutty game. To me, that was the absolute defining moment for a tough ass city team. Guts, manning up, hanging in there, being beat up. You were beat up for 50 minutes and you just refused. I mean, that was total Rocky shit. It was total Rocky stuff. Philly stopped Kelsey, Casey stopped AJ. And we had Smith, Mark, and your guts. That was a gut game. You know what Kansas City's thinking right now? Fuck. We hit him with everything. And we couldn't sink it. Shit. They're tougher now. You're tougher this year than last year. You're a tougher metal team than last year's team. You're tougher. I'm comfortable saying that. You're tougher. You thought we were going to lose. You're damn right I did. So? You won. Incredible. You were killed the entire game. You're making it sound like you outplayed him. You didn't. You outgutted him. Troy goes, really a defining game? Well, let's take a look at the overall besides the stat sheet. Troy, going into the world champions, defending home, being outplayed by the champs for 50 minutes and pulling it out in the end. You tell me what defining it means. Because you and me have a different look at what defining is. Wentz could not have handled that either. Absolutely. You you tell me what defining is. See, defining is to some people front running. Has a great game, big numbers, big win, carried. Hey. Now, if you, to me, you guys should stop doing that stupid Super Bowl stuff. That's like trying to define Michael Jordan for scoring 63 in the garden. In a loss to the Celtics. It's the dumbest conversation. Jordan's not defined by 63 in the garden in Boston in a loss. He's defined through playing through the flu. He's defined in not scoring as much, being more of a team guy. That's what defines you. Good teams find ways to win, even if it's absolute. That's exactly what I'm talking about here. Okay. Jalen Hurts played so good in the Super Bowl nine months ago and lost. Jordan hit up 63. I still think that's a playoff record, even though it was in overtime. That doesn't define Jordan. Like I said, that Super Bowl 57 game doesn't define Jalen Hurts. What he did last night does. Not a good game. 
horrible numbers, but found a way to do it. Jesus criminy. Why don't you guys take that as the ultimate compliment? How is that not the ultimate compliment? You didn't play your best, but you gutted it to win against the champ. How don't you look at that as the ultimate compliment? I I don't get some. I I don't know. Maybe I'm 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 cut differently. I I just don't. That is one of the greatest performances by a player in Eagle history. You know why? It was adversity everywhere all night long. You were getting annihilated. Your O-line was atrocious. By the way, they didn't help him. Spagnola dominated the Eagle O. You were dominated for 60 minutes. Dominated. That was the worst performance by the offensive line in two and a half years. Lane Johnson was getting killed. He pretty much was Reggie White last night, Chris Jones. He was going up and down the line of scrimmage, picking who he wanted to kill. And he killed almost every one of them. All down the line. Good question. Why why didn't you give Jalen a game ball? Because his on-the-field numbers and all that and the impact at the game, you think Jalen had more of an impact in numbers on what Swift did? No. Do you think that what Devontae did? No. What Bayard did? No. Stopping Kelsey? No. Zach Cunningham and Nicholas Murrow? No. Reddick Sack making the change for Do you understand that what, what Hassan Reddick did was change formation? Okay. He made them change from tight end blocking to having to have a bigger body put on them, which changed strength. No, what I'm giving Jalen Hurts is the lead in the MVP race. That's how you become the front runner in the most valuable player race. Give those other guys game balls. Hertz is now the leader for the most valuable player award in the National Football League's most prestigious honor. What do you want? A game ball? Or to get my MVP vote? If it's not Mahomes, we have six sacks last night. Correct.
Guess you didn't watch Vic versus the Giants. Who's Vic? Sorry, I don't remember a player who whose name was Vic that won anything. I remember a guy in a Madden game. That's pretty much all I remember. But I don't remember a guy named Vic um, who won anything. You'll you'll have to educate me on that one. Top 10 quarterbacks, top 10 teams. We're gonna, I, I didn't get a chance to look at week 11 as it closes up. We're also going to talk to our friend Tone, our bottom of the set, bottom of the hour here too. So we'll, we'll, we'll hit on that. And by the way, so some of you know, we start our uh, contest up today. That is this. Please do me a favor. Send us your information to dancilioshow at gmail.com. You get a shot at winning some Hooters gift certificates and some merchandise. Um, gives you an opportunity at really having a great time at any one of the Hooters. We give you that chance. All you have to do is send us your information and you can end up like the winners from this week. We always announce it on a football Monday and we take this all the way through Friday, giving you an opportunity. And especially like our friends here, Jesse and Raymond, who were named yesterday as our winners. Happy Wings Given from Hooters here for the month of November. We have great specials going on. Coors Light drafts $2.99, 25 cents goes to each purchase. By the way, it looks like we're working on Big Seals coming to King of Prussia next week. So we may have an opportunity to finally get a chance to see one another. Okay, and finally maybe have a couple beers together here. So we'll do some of that. We'll keep you abreast of what's going on there. Hooters calendars 2024 are out as well. $100 in gift cards, nine of the girls. I believe are featured too. Great specials like seafood Sundays, half price. Uh, the snow crabs are absolutely great. Military Mondays, 20% off. Wing Wednesdays, 1983. All you can eat. Hey, fantastic for all. We'd love you to go to northeasthooters.com. That's northeasthooters.com. And when you roll in, do me a favor. Tell them Big Seal sent you. and Hooters, the perfect pair.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428-267-261-3428. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Just really a absolute gutty game last night. Just a gutty game last night, man. I mean, mm. I, I the second half by Sean Desai defined him. It's such an upgrade to Jonathan Gannon. There was nothing analytics could do. In that second half, he did not, you know what he, he did not believe Kansas City outside of Kelsey could beat him. It's the way he called the game. You know, you know, the last pass was the true definition of his guts when they didn't complete that pass. Can I tell you this? When I saw that guy break away, first thing I said is to myself, I don't know he catches this. If that's any guy in the Eagles, he catches that, and it's over. Kansas City, I went like this, as long as it's not Kelsey. In KC, you play like shit. It came down to that play. As soon as that ball hit the ground, the game was over. That takes Dundeans. Man, 
What a just a well called football game by that guy. Man, let's let's bring in Tone here. I can't wait to hear what he says. You know, I kind of stayed away from all shows because I wanted to hear, you know, some of the national people on how they were trying to undermine Hertz and they were already beginning. And I, I, I so that's why I started the program out going. So the Cowboys <clears throat> beat the Giants and the Panthers, and the Eagles have beaten the Cowboys and the Chiefs. There is no conversation. I mean, there's not a conversation here going on. Did that is that is that the most defining game that Jalen Hurts has won as a Philadelphia Eagle since he's been the starting quarterback? You know, Sills, before I answer your question, it's something I gotta tell you. You know, me and Rob, we were talking about the game, and he brought up a very, very poignant Rocky reference, Rocky two to be exact. And there's a scene where Apollo Creed and Tony Dukes are in his office, and Apollo is preaching how he needs to get Rocky back in the ring. He has to fight him. He has to prove to himself that he can beat him. And Tony Dukes looks at him and says, look, champ, we don't need this one. And I'm going to tell you why. I saw that man get beat and beat down like no man I've ever seen before. And he just kept coming and coming at you and coming back. He said, now, Apollo, we don't need that kind of man in our life. That was Philadelphia last night. Yeah. You don't want Philadelphia in your life. You know, yeah. they talk about the gauntlet. We're the gauntlet. We're the buzzsaw. You don't want to run into us. But to answer your question, that was a defining moment for the Philadelphia Eagles and even more defining moment for Jalen Hurts in his career. That's a kind of football team that you are not afraid of when it comes to talent. It, you're afraid of the will. You're afraid of the metal. You're afraid of what the texture is of the men in the building. You know, you don't fear usually guys, but, you know, Tom, when you play some teams or you fight some people, mm -hmm. no matter how well you play, no matter how well you fight, no matter what you do, you can't beat them. And when you get that, it's Brady. Brady had that medal in him. Jordan, let me say it again. Like I said, when you get that little tiny, not every man is created equal. Mm. God puts his hand on a guy's shoulders, maybe a couple seconds longer, and gives him that one last intangible. This is not the intangibles of hard work. This is the intangibles of greatness and greatness to me is defined by no matter how it looks, no matter what it takes, you're going to win. This is why it supersedes numbers. And I got to tell you, Tone, there's guys in the locker room and there's certain people when you walk, I've been in very few locker rooms. There's one dude in there and you go, wow, that's him. And you, you revere more guys than the other guys because you know he has that one intangible that only God gave a few people. And it takes some time sometimes for that one intangible to come out. You have to nurture it. You have to develop it. That's not something – because sometimes I think everybody's got some of that in them, but not everybody brings that out in them. And you learn that shit through adversity. 
See, that game last night was not about – I mean, the Eagles were killed last night for 50 minutes. Yeah. Dominated an O-line and D-line. Dominated. Absolutely. Absolutely. But they still did it. You know, I'm watching that game, and I'm going through all sorts of emotions. And it got to a point where I was thinking to myself, I don't see how the Eagles can come back from the ass whooping that they got in that first half. Right. You know, it wasn't like it, it wasn't like it was like nip and tuck and the, they were the getting the handled. Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles biggest asset became their biggest liability. The O-line and the D-line. They couldn't stop the run and they couldn't protect Jalen Hurts. Let's 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 really put that in perspective, Eagles fans. The, the two things that we hang our hat on last night failed us in the first half. And they still found a way to rally in that second half. They stayed calm, cool, collected. They didn't let uh, the environment sway them or knock them off their square. They, they, they didn't let the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Mystique shock them in any way. It was almost like they operated from this place of we have unfinished, we have unfinished business and there's no way we're going to go out like this. You know, and again, I, I, I say this all the time and we talk about it. That game had nothing to do with Super Bowl 57. It happened. That was the past. You can't change it. You don't get your ring in the mail. It, does, it doesn't do anything for you. But what it does do, it sets you up for the future. If anything, I would much rather call it a Super Bowl preview rather than a Super Bowl rematch because the page has already turned. That game was so huge for that team. You beat not only Patrick Mahomes, not only Andy Reid, not only Spagnolo. But you beat them in Arrowhead, in their environment, in their house, in the most raucous and the most volatile environment in the NFL right now. And they beat them. It was ugly. It was messy. You know what's so funny? You know, they always say the Eagles, you know, went ugly and everything. And, you know, they always say uh, the, the Eagles t- this year, they don't have the same margin of error as they did last year. Right. And follow me when I say this. So. That may be true. The Eagles may be winning, uh, you know, by slim margins this year, or they may not have the same margin of error as they did in 2022. But here's the here's the part that people don't account for. They keep forgetting when you play the Philadelphia Eagles, what they do is they bring you down to their level. They force up, you to play up, up to their level. Exactly. Excuse me. They you they, they force you to they they force you to play up to their level. They bring you in rare air, and not many people can breathe it. It's too thin up there. So all those other teams who may appear to have a greater margin of error than the Philadelphia Eagles, the fact of the matter is when you're playing them, they diminish your margin of error. So whatever you did in weeks prior, it's irrelevant because even though their margin of error may be slim, they're going to make sure yours is just as slim as theirs. Like you said, they bring you to levels that you can't read at. Into your room. And anytime you see, that's the one thing that surely is the sign of a medal of a championship team is that you never go down to anyone's ability. You bring people up to yours mm-hmm. and not everybody can play because you know why tone they haven't been there and they haven't been in the environment like they've been in the last three or two and a half years. It's hard to play at that level. That's why teams don't go back to the playoffs. That's why teams don't go back to Super Bowls is because you can't continually play like that. I think Kansas City, quite frankly, you know what I see a little bit of? 
fatigue. Mm. I see a little bit of championship fatigue on them. The, the the Patriots went through it. Remember, they didn't. I don't think they won a championship for like nine years or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a ten the year stretch where they right? were just. Remember mm-hmm. the how about the Spurs? Didn't the Spurs go kind of like yeah. for a period of time? Mm-hmm. You 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 have that it happens. Fatigue. It happens when you have a champion that long. It's it's just going to be a matter of time before you start to see some of that fatigue. Lesser players, whatever. Okay. Then you start asking the questions, what's going on? There's nothing wrong in Kansas City. It's just that Kansas City's been doing this. I mean, think about it, Tone. Six years in a row, you're the top seed in the AOC. That's quite a run. And it's it's difficult. Is what's going on in KC. Yeah, I I, I agree 100%. You know, it's it's extremely difficult. And, you know, uh, someone in the chat brought up a very interesting point, you know, in the last segment. Um, what they're doing this year is kind of close to what they what Andy Reid tried to do in, in, in some of those Eagles in some of those Eagles years. Now, obviously, you know KC they got their two Super Bowls prior to the situation coming coming to their doorstep. But the reality is, you have a superstar quarterback, and you're forcing him to have to elevate not not just a bunch of number twos. You're forcing him to elevate a bunch of practice squad level wide receivers. And you have a star tight end. I'm not even calling Travis Kelsey's not even a superstar anymore. He's a star. You know, you, you, in, in my opinion, he start he's starting to age in front of our eyes. You can see it. Looks a little slower. He looks he looks slower. Uh, he doesn't seem as sharp uh, or, or engaged or engaged. So again, Andy Reid, they're forcing Patrick Mahomes to have, have to elevate these mediocre, below mediocre, subpar receivers who just don't have what it takes to play at the level. And it can only get you but so far. We talked about this yesterday, did we not? We said if the Eagles want to win this game, they got to force Patrick Mahomes to have to throw that ball 40-plus times and eliminate Travis Kelsey from the equation and force him to throw that ball, to throw that ball downfield and, and, and have those guys win him the game. And stop the run. And stop the run. They struggled in the first half badly. And that's when I thought this game was lost. I thought Kansas City got away from it though. And by the way, JB, they're not going to call. I, I I saw the holding in there too. Okay, I, I it was holding all game. It was it was. Let's be honest. You can call. Let's be honest. You can call holding yeah, right. every play. Let's 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 really not even. I, I thought it was. I think there were seven penalties on each side. I mean, yeah, pen, a holding was not the issue. They got freaking ran on, and I thought Kansas City got away from it in the second half because I thought I Andy panicked. I think they did get away from it, and they kind of got away from it unnecessarily. And I think they fell into the trap that the, I think they fell into the same trap the Philadelphia Eagles fell into when they played the Jets. They saw that their pass defense was mediocre, and they felt like they can just abuse it and abuse it. And guess what? They elevated their game. You know, instead of sticking with what was working, because the Eagles were struggling to stop the run, but uh, but in the second half they picked it up though. They got better at it. But still, I felt like KC gave up on it a little sooner than I thought they would. What do you um, think they are averaging 170 yards rushing in three games against can against I, the Eagles? I have is it almost, Mahomes moving around the way he does in the pocket? You think that that's why they're so worried about having to peek, keep a spy on him, and that it it just seems tone. I mean, they really are okay running the ball as a team throughout the year, but they're exceptional against the Eagles. I mean, I wonder. It's got to be, I mean, like 200, 158 in the Super Bowl. 
They had how much did they have in this game here? 168? 168, I believe. I yeah. mean, they're averaging 170 yards a game against them. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting because from a rushing perspective, uh, that was their biggest game. The most rushing yards they ran for all season came last night against the Philadelphia Eagles. Isn't that the last three years, though, that, that bi- the biggest game that they've had rushing the ball has been against Philly? Yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, over the past three years, the biggest games given up rushing for the Philadelphia Eagles, I think, came from the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I'm not entirely um, locked in on that. They had 200 in that 21 game. Yeah. They had 158 in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't think anyone's done – I don't think anyone's put up those numbers on the Eagles over the past three seasons, if I'm not mistaken. And their running game wasn't even the best last year. I can't think of anybody that's run the ball that many times and for that many yards. Right. So to answer your question, um, it could be the Patrick Mahomes mystique, the fact that – they're so concerned with him dropping back and being able to pick him apart. Maybe they don't because initially they they started just rushing four, and then they got so nervous about it they they put a fifth man on the line. Um, and then if you, some of those runs, Patrick Mahomes was breaking their back, so then they put the spy on him in the second half. Um, but to your point though, the Kansas City Chiefs are not a not the greatest running team. They're not they're like twentieth, but against the Eagles. Something changes, something switches. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the, the commanders, right? The commanders yeah. aren't they're not necessarily the you know, they best kind of team. run the same kind of like offenses in a bit in a way. Yeah, yeah. The enemy and all that, you know what I mean? Yeah. They kind of run the same kind of style. Yeah, and also I think what I think another thing they did was uh if you notice Kansas City, they was doing a lot of double motions, like they were yeah, they yeah, were motion, yeah, yeah. they were motion, yep. they were motioning two tight ends at the yep. same exact time and yep. It was very strange, and I just felt like they was just caught off guard. And also, I wouldn't even put it past look, look, those big guys on, on the front lines, O-line, D-line. I want, I want to say maybe they came off flat because of the bye, but at the same time, this is the third time that they've rushed for over 150 yards on you. You can't that, – that's not a coincidence. It's not. I'll tell you this, too. The um, That in two and a half years, Tone – was the worst performance by the Eagles offensive line. And Chris Jones had yeah, his way with every guy on that line. I mean, worst performance all year, probably the worst performance in the past two seasons easily. I mean, they, and yet again, they were able to hang in there, hang in there, hang in there. I think the star of the game was Sean Desai. Me, your take on him and how you saw what he did in that game because without him, and you, you know, you know what, Tone? I'll say the difference between him and Gannon. That guy has more guts, more feel, more in him than the analytics. Mm-hmm. And I think Gannon is an analytics guy. I think that guy is a true D coordinator, cut from the old school guys that you've had in that building. See, you know, you know what's so interesting about it, Jonathan Gannon. You know, he's a you know, they call him a Vic Fangio disciple, but in reality, he never really learned under Vic Fangio. He just liked the scheme and copied it. Whereas, though, Sean Desai actually worked up close and personal with Fangio. I think, that's the, I think that's the difference, right? He actually got it from the source. And Carroll. Um, and, and Carroll. Carol yes, and that's, a, that's a very good point. He's he had, he's well-connected um, from a tutelage standpoint, right? He's very He's well-connected. Um, and his mentorship with Pete Carroll and Vic Fangio. And you Fangio. know who worked with Pete Carroll up in Seattle? Dan Quinn. Remember Word. that? Dan Quinn. Okay. Dan Quinn was part of that staff that put that Legion of Boom together. 
Okay. So it was him up the Dan Quinn was up there also. That's how he is that how he got the job in Atlanta? Yeah, that's right. Okay. That makes a lot that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, so maybe I mean that proves he's a better coordinator than a coach, which is what you know sometimes it just fits. But nonetheless, though, Sean Desai, man, he's put together some if you notice, it's against some of the better opponents, right? Where he's had to really show up and he's proven it, right? The Rams, obviously, they're struggling, but we saw what that first half looked like. We know what Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup can do when they're healthy and when they're when they're rolling. We know what, what it looks like. And they also have that new guy, Puka Nakua, who's taking the league by storm. He just he shuts them down completely in the second half. Then the Miami Dolphins finds a way to come up with his game plan to limit the damage Tyreek Hill can do. Holds him to under 100 yards, only had one touchdown, but he really didn't hurt you. Um, Jalen Waddle was a non-factor. Their running game was a non-factor. He schemed it up perfectly, having those having the Eagles defend the C-gap, which is where the the, uh, the Miami Dolphins love to attack teams in a run game. Um, they love to get their running backs out in space, hold them to 17 points, right? Then you have you you go on the road to face the Kansas City Chiefs, and you find a way to shut the not just shut them down, you shut them out. They couldn't get a field goal in he the second knew half. That, That's that and, because and then, the last three games, Kansas City has struggled in the second half on scoring points. I'm, I hear that, right? And I agree with that. But at the same time, you got to say to yourself, "But the Eagles' pass defense has given up so many yards." Agree. So it's so it's like that. That may be true, but damn, can the Philadelphia Eagles keep that trend going? He no. even had a great game I, against I, the I Dallas Cowboys for the most part. I mean, I understand Dak kind of carve them up to an extent but if you really watch that game they the reason Dak had to throw for that many yards because they were behind double digits in the fourth quarter so he was going to get the yards but they but you but you held them to what 23 points yes so I can live with that you hold the Cowboys to 23 points where they used to average in 30 40 points you know so I, I can live with that you hold the Chiefs to you know to 17 points when they're used to averaging um I want to say 25 26 points at home you feel what I'm saying? I can roll yeah, with that. Absolutely. Let me put this at you here. Um, I want Brian Johnson replaced as the offensive coordinator at the end of the year. My off base for saying that. He 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 grinds my gears. He grinds my gears, and um, I, I think he was marginal in that game. He he was definitely marginal. Um, I I personally believe talent won the day on offense not not coaching by any stretch of the imagination um if you really if you really look at it the eagles had three red zone opportunities and they just happened to take advantage of all of them and defense um pretty much kept that game within reach um brian johnson did nothing special one i will say this though i think he did a good job trying to get the ball into deandre swift's hands i will say that because there, uh, there was sure there that were, there wasn't Jalen audibling. That's because I heard a lot right of audibles there. last night. That's a good question. That's a that's a that's that's a million dollar question. I can't even argue with you about that because, um, short. Did um, you Brian Johnson there was a lot more audibles? Hit. Yeah, for example, on that Devontae on that Devontae throw, um, that was an audible. Yeah. He saw something. You know, there was a play. I'm glad you brought that up. There was a play that really stood out to me. Um, it, it wasn't the biggest play. I think it got about maybe 10, 12, maybe 15 yards for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Jalen was uh, under center. I believe he was under center. No, he was in shotgun. I'm sorry. Jalen was in shotgun. And he was 
motioning or audibling to Kelsey. And he was trying to get Kelsey to shift the line assignment. And Kelsey looked back at him. And he was like, he's like, he's like, no, no, trust me. No. Hertz had had the mental fortitude to trust his all pro Hall of Fame center. And they hiked that ball and they went left. Hertz goes left. Kelsey pulls goes left. Kelsey gets a real big block. Hurts the picks up, I think, 12 or 15 yards, something like that. Just those moments where a quarterback can probably overcook it. And his Hall of Fame center says, Hold on, wait, we got this. Trust me on this. How many quarterbacks that, do you think would allow a center to override a quarterback in an audible out of 10? I say none. And guess what? And you know what I say to that too? How many, how many quarterbacks? you know, play with a Hall of Fame guy like that, an all-pro guy like that. I mean, and you know, and this this goes back to what we say about Jalen Hurts all the time, right? He really leans on his leadership. He really leans on the guys that he trusts the most. He trusts Jason Kelsey a lot. And he said, um, Jason Kelsey said one of the reasons he came back was because of Hurts. Because he was supposed to retire, I think, after 2021. He was supposed to retire. You know, the, uh, the the year they went nine and eight, they made it to the playoffs, got smacked by the Buccaneers. He was supposed to retire then. He said he came back for Hertz. And Hertz said, um, and, and then coming into the 2022 season, I think it was, or the 2023 season, I can't remember, but coming into one of these seasons, they asked I thought it was uh, every year he was debating. No, no, he was. He was. But one of these, one of the one of these years specifically, they asked Hertz, you know, um, you know, you guys were able to bring, you know, you know, all these pieces back, you know, you, you guys lost these kind of pieces, you know, you know, how, you know, how, how do you, you know, how are you going to respond to that? Right. And Hertz said, um, well, as long as Jason Kelsey came back, that's all that really matters. That's what he said. And I, and, and you know, I'm, I'm um, paraphrasing, but in so many words, he said, well, all I know is Kelsey came back and you know, that's all, you know, th th that's all you guys needed to know. Let me do something here that, is going to pain me to do. I haven't talked for about where, where, how long now? Almost two hours. I got to hand it to Nick Sirianni. Okay. All right. And, okay. <laughs> when you told me this is going to be an interesting show, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be this interesting. All right. I'm I, following. I, I hate what I'm going to say here. <laughs> I, I totally hate. What I'm say it with say. me. I can't believe it. It's ridiculous. Um, but um, he had the best week and not talking too much and the best sideline decorum and the best temperature on the sideline and bedside manner he has had since, in my opinion, he's been the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's had a fabulous two weeks, mm. and I just think the time he's maturing into his role, he has a different role than a lot of coaches do on the sidelines of the Eagles. He's kind of more of an overseer. He doesn't really have a lot in the play calling. He has some say in the structuring of what they're doing, but it's really not him as the play caller. He um, handles the sidelines. It, it's he's. I mean, he really had a great two weeks, and he could have panicked in that game last night. Oh, you know he, what? He, and he, he has. Panicked. Panicked. I thought he panicked in the Jets game, 
I thought he's panicked in the Super Bowl. I think he's panicked in games. And, and he's had some of the shittiest conversations talking to the media that I've ever seen a coach have for a guy with a great record. And that's why I call him a, um, a Boy Scout. But at the end of the day, the last two weeks, um, he prepared and they were prepared as a coaching staff. Even though I think Brian Johnson sucks, and I'll say it, I'm sorry. I know a lot of people want to give him a I, I think I don't think it's going to get any better. I think you're winning in spite of him. I think Desai is a future NFL head coach. Um, and I think, Nick, let's see if he can maintain it and keep it going because you're going to need – you know, the greatest thing that Tony Dungy ever did, in my opinion, you know, I asked Coach about his sideline behavior, and he's like, here's the key. You never get too high when the highs are high, and you never get too low when the lows are low. What you don't want to see is somebody standing on a park bench screaming at fans because he's pissed off that Frank Wright has been fired. That's not something that's unbecoming of a sideline manager and a head coach. It's unbecoming. Um, you want somebody because you're going to have moments like last night, Tone, where highs and lows were everywhere, and there were mostly everywhere. lows, and he kept his head last night. And so you give him kudos last night. And I thought he outlasted Andy in patience last night. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so interesting you say that. I'm watching the game, and there wasn't a moment where I felt to myself yep. the Eagles are being impatient or and they're trying to – or they're trying to force the issue, even though I was home panicking. <laughs> but <laughs> but the reality was still there was even though I was on edge, there was still this thread of. Can they actually win this game? You know, like like there was still this thread of because I'm looking at Jalen Hurts on the sideline. When you, you took know, the lead, didn't you think the game was didn't you think? Come on, man. Didn't you see Kansas City's will kind of something changed? I felt the trunk. Something shifted. When the Eagles took the lead, it? I feel they, I feel they shrunk a little. I think that pass to Devontae was the nail in the coffin for them. Yeah, I do too. It was something like that because remember, it was, it was back-to-back plays. Jalen converted a huge third down to Devontae, and then on first, I was the first down or second down, he delivered a bomb, and um, nice throw, a tick underthrown, just a tick, but Devontae adjusted, caught the ball with a back shoulder when he was draped, and they got it in and. Something shifted in that stadium. It wasn't just the players either. There was a shift because you know what it was. They were be- see. This is why. This is like why the air four- came out. This is why there are four quarters in in, in a football game. In that first half, the the, the Chiefs arena, the Chiefs uh, stadium, the fans. They were up 17-7, double digit lead. It was it was it was pandemonium in there. But then when the Eagles scored that touchdown to make it 14-17, something shifted. And then when they forced the fumble, something else shifted. And then when they finally got down there and they scored that scored that touchdown, it was almost like the stadium knew this game was over. It was just see only a mat- It was only a matter of time. Their, see the fans putting their hands over their mouth. This is them going like this. And this is the this is them the whole time. When whole it got time. down to the eight thirty six mark, I was like this. I felt the building moved. Yes. There was a shift. The only difference was it took the Kansas City Chiefs some time to realize it. But it things changed in that moment. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, can this defense hold up? 
Because me personally, when it comes to this defense, I'm on a drive-to-drive basis with them. <laughs> if I'm being honest. If they get a stop, I feel like offense is your responsibility to make sure it was worth something because they ain't going to get many of them. So, so when they get you one, you got to take advantage. You think this team is tougher than last year's team? Yes. Yes. You see, there's something to be said about when you're given everything and you don't have to fight for and you, and when you're giving everything, you don't have to fight for anything. Right. And last year, I felt like this Eagles team, they were they were they were punching on everybody. They were just they were just curb stomping every opponent week after week after week. Now, sure, they had some games in between where it was a little bit of a struggle. The Colts game, the Texans game was a struggle. Um the second Washington game was a loss. That was a struggle. The final Giants game hurts. Hurts was kind of hurt. You lose back to back weeks to the Cowboys and the Saints. You, they had some gangs sprinkled in there, but for the most part, the Eagles were a dominant force last year, and they were beating people convincingly. This year, I feel like they're constantly trying to prove something not only to themselves but prove something to others every single week. And it just seems like the, it just seems like people are just waiting for them to fall off this cliff, and they keep proving that they can win in this way. That way, their way, all the ways. Like they, 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 they may have the deepest bag in terms of how they can win a game than anybody else in the NFL, and I'm willing to argue that. Do you know what the biggest message was last night? Too, the biggest messages last night was that they played like shit for 50 minutes, mm-hmm. and the last two games they got wins against the Cowboys and the Chiefs, and you know what's scary about that. Like if you're Buffalo, you're thankful it's on a short work week mm-hmm. because I'm telling you, dude, you're going to have to have an almost perfect game to knock that team out at home. And I don't know if Buffalo's capable of that I at, um, at this point. At this point. No, I think Buffalo comes into this game more wobbling mentally. You think so? I, I'm, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to argue that they come in desperate. And that can either that's scary. That's, that's scary. scary. You know what? Playing desperate people, when you when you don't have food on the table, dude, you pretty much will do anything it takes to get food on the table versus having shit on the table for you mm-hmm. already made. So they'll be desperate. That thing's gonna be a 60-minute ball game, too. I want yes. I'm guaranteeing yes. you on Saturday, just because it's a short work week. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I want the Eagles to get I want the Eagles to go through everything they're going through right now. Because when the playoffs come, nobody's gonna be able to touch them. Do you think the NFC East is wrapped up? No. Still got to watch the Cowboys. Um, they're still, um, granted, they're two games behind. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply pine but you gotta you still gotta pay attention to it um their schedule is a tick easier oh no i think they got some dog games coming up here that they can lose no no i know i'm I'm with you i'm 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 with you i just i I just think if i had to compare the schedules there's a the eagles the the eagles is a tick more difficult oh yeah because Um, they were the uh division champs and they're the wild card exactly exactly who do they play tone so the commanders Next up, they. I'm sorry, I said okay, Thursday sorry. night they play Cowboy, the Commanders. Yes, yeah, don't the, the, kill yeah, them. Yeah, yeah Cowboys play the Commanders. See, here's the thing: they 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 still have to play the Commanders twice. So, I think the Commanders. And Ron's gonna, coaching for his job. Ron's coaching for his job. They they have yet that they have yet to see this B enemy or the next um, job. Right, right, and also B enemy is trying to prove something as well, like he's like he's been doing. Um, I just feel like the Commanders are going to push them. I now now I think the Cowboys may still win the game. Don't get it twisted, yep. but I think the Commanders are going to make this a four quarter game, and I don't think the Cowboys can afford to just go in there and think they can bully them like the Giants or the Panthers. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, the thing about the Commanders is one week they can give you thirty points, <laughs> then another week they give you seventeen. Absolutely. So so you have to you have to be mindful of that. But um, they got a better back end. I think they're going to probably keep Sam Howell more at bay. Because of the secondary that they have, um, I think the big yeah. thing will be for them is if they can establish um, some type of run game. I'm telling yes. you this too, Tone. I think Eric Bieniemy has solidified himself as a job as a NFL head coach because he should take over the Washington. Struggles they're having in Kansas City, and you're seeing mm-hmm. the development of Sam Howell. If that's me, I read between the lines a little bit here mm-hmm. and see the job that is not being done for, with Nagy, and the job that's being done. In DC, I mean, I don't know, man. It looks to me if I'm if I have to have a head coach to develop a quarterback, I may give Bianami a shot at being a head football coach. And it just very white. It might just be in uh, DC. Yeah, you know. So Cowboys got Commanders left. Then they got Seahawks after that. Then they got Eagles at home. So they got three home games coming. They can up. lose all three of those. Very much so. Now here's the thing about the Seahawks. Geno Smith is he going to be banged healthy? Up, okay. Um, is it in wa- Seattle or Dallas? It's in Dallas. Okay. So so that's going to be tough. Helps then they got there. then they got the Eagles at home, and then they got Bills on the road, Dolphins on the road, they Lions at home, those. and then they're at Commanders. In this, what is this? A seven game stretch. In this seven game stretch, I think I think they very well can lose two games, and that's all. That's all. Even if they lose one game, that that's all Eagles need. You know what See, I mean? And, it, and the Eagles can control Dallas, that. If you're Dallas right now. The number one thing, if you find out you can't win the division, the most important thing, the second most important thing is 
I do not want my opening wild card game to, to be, be San Fran 49ers. But it, I, you know what's so crazy? I think, I think as much as they want to avoid that team, I think it's going to happen that way. Well, if I, they I, run into I, I them, really they'll be smashed. I, I, I really believe that's going to be the case. And then you know what the second round will be? It'll be Eagles Cowboys in the divisional round in Lincoln so, Financial. Right here, now, hear this right now, right? Hear this. So far, the standings have shifted a bit. So the Eagles, if everything holds true, if everything holds true, Eagles get the bye, right? Detroit will have to play Minnesota. So, so, so Minnesota will be Minnesota will go to Detroit. Detroit See, wins that. Seattle, be a, Detroit would be in a divisional round. Right. Seattle will go to San Fran. San Fran wins that. Right. And then Dallas will have to go to New Orleans. Dallas would beat them. And Dallas would be the wild card. So Dallas would play because they're not division. They're not a division winner. They play the Eagles. They would play the, they would play, they would play the Eagles in the division round. They're the lesser seeded team. Mm-hmm. And exactly. it would be it, it would be New Orleans and San Francisco. No, it would be San Francisco, Detroit in the divisional round. Correct. And then it would be Eagles and Cowboys in the divisional round. Correct. Correct. Oh, that's man. a that, that's that that's a hell of a the final four is going to be amazing, man. Who would you rather see, Tone, in the divisional round? Seattle, um, Dallas, San Francisco. I would much rather. Uh, it's easy for me. Give me Seattle. Yeah. I'll take the lesser G- team. Yeah, man. give me Seattle. Give hey, me Seattle. A, hey, hey, this ain't about who's got no, the biggest Johnson. No, no, you're right. Yeah, I don't care yeah. About that right now. No, no, you're right. You're right. Give me Seattle in that matchup, and I'll, you know, it'll be like an extended bye week. No, hey, look, you feel like <laughs> real girls bring them all on. I know, man. I want the least amount of resistance to get yeah. to the championship game. Right. Why right would now. I want why would I want to have if I can have it easier to win a Super Bowl, which is already the most impossible thing that I'm trying to do, is mm-hmm. get back to the damn game? Mm-hmm. You want to make it harder for me? I'm Come with on, you on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me Seattle. Give me Seattle. Now the question becomes: Let's say they do get Seattle, right? Who would you rather the Eagles play in the in the conference, Detroit or San Fran? Detroit. I'd much rather play Detroit as well. Detroit, I, I think that. there's more weapons in San Francisco. Yep, and I think Detroit is still – Yeah, they're maturing. Just, yeah, you, you you can catch them before they become what they're supposed oh, to yeah. become. You know what they remind me of? They well, and I don't know if they'll become it, but they kind of remind me of them 90s Cowboy teams prior to finding out who they are. Mm, interesting. They, they, I, I don't know if they'll look, be that. Right. But they're right. better in the secondary now. That Hayden Hutchinson kid's good. Their old line's good. The running game's good. Mm-hmm. The quarterback's efficient. I just don't think they know how good they are. Yeah, I think that's what it is, too. Also, I still feel like they're liable to make um, some crucial mistakes in big moments. Um, Their defense is playing very well, but I still feel like there's some leakage there. Uh, So, yeah, regardless, though, the perfect scenario is for the 49ers and the Cowboys to play in the, in, in the, in the wild card. That's the perfect scenario. But here's the thing: Seattle was Seattle would have to when Seattle needs to get ahead of Dallas. Right now, in Dallas is seven seven and three. Seattle is six and four. Um, now, upcoming for Seattle is going to be interesting because they have 49ers, which they're going to lose that game if you ask me. Um, then they have Cowboys. Then they got 49ers again. Then they got e- then they got Eagles. 
This next four-game stretch is going to be brutal for us. Listen, this, this is going to sound crazy, but Seattle can potentially lose the next four games. Oh, yeah. Easily. They can, they, they can be on a five-game losing streak because they just lost to the Rams 17-16. to 16. Hey, um, what you, what's your take on A.J. Owens and his behavior <laughs> on the sideline? <laughs> that almost went over my head. I ain't going to lie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, what's you know, your take it, on A.J. Owens? You know what's so funny? You know, uh, I'm way more professional, obviously, on camera. But um, when I'm watching the game, right? Oh, oh, that's – well, wait a minute. You have to be because you told me you can't watch an Eagle game drinking. Right. So, so I mean, that's not I, – I already know who you are behind the scenes now, dude. You're like right. Tiger Woods. You're really not that guy, <laughs> dog. <laughs> so I'm watching it, right? And I, so and when I saw when I saw the interception happen, I'm thinking to myself, what the hell went wrong? So I'm, I watched the replay, and I'm like, oh, AJ ran the wrong route. But then I look closer, and I'm like, wait, so – did he did like, he beat him so bad he basically ran his own route and he, he he's looking at Jalen like Jalen is supposed to just see him automatically Jalen was getting rushed all day he couldn't even see past he couldn't even see past the trenches so when he when I when he went to the sideline and made it a big thing I'm thinking to myself dog you gotta relax it's so much more at stake right now than your damn ego bro it's bigger than you it's bigger than you I'm gonna be honest with you I'm an AJ Brown dude. I love AJ Brown. Let me make that clear. But so f- there are times where I question: How the hell did he get the captain tag? How? Because captains wanted him to have it. Captains don't act like that. But Jalen wanted him to have it. You know why? Because he's managing his ego. And here, mm. let me give you an example of interesting. It. Here's interesting. how great leaders do it. Okay, and I'm going to use two men. I'm going to use Dwayne Wade. And I'm going to use Steph Curry. When you bring a guy like LeBron James and you bring a guy like KD into your building, I like the, I like where you're going with this. How do you make those guys feel that it's their team, but it's really not their engagement? You know how a leader does it? He does it by saying, "We can't win without you. We're here, and we're here to win this. And we're so happy you're here. We're not winning this without you." Mm. That's exactly what Steph Curry did to KD. And that's why the best those men have ever played was in an environment where the true leaders were Wade and Curry. But the, everyone knew in the locker room it was because of the men and the medal of Curry and Wade that those guys all went like this. Wow, man. Those guys all – Magic Johnson did it to Kareem. Mm-hmm. You, when you're a leader like that, You're Tom, feigning humility. You're, 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 you exude leadership by engagement. Right. And by allowing those men to feel, oh, this is my team. KD walked around Golden State until he realized it. And then when he went to Brooklyn, he realized it more by, damn, that guy Curry. Gave me everything. I can't win a title without Curry. But he proved it two years ago. I won one without him. And you're yeah. like this. Wade has won one without Without LeBron, yeah, yeah, he uh, he won it with Shaq, I think, yeah. But, Shaq, but, but, but Shaq was Shaq, Shaq was on the back end. Yeah, you feel Shaq had a great Detroit series, yeah. that that Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Then it was Wade in the finals. Yep, it was Wade all. Yep, it was Wade it all was day. Wade in all that finals. But you feel me now? What I'm saying about how yeah, great I, I like I I like that comparison that you did is there because it it, it it correlates. It makes a lot of sense. You know, a guy like AJ Brown, um, 
he's a humble dude, but he has a big personality. Does that make sense? Like yeah. he's a he's a grounded guy, but when he's on the field, he it's, it's almost like he turns into another person on the field, which I respect. Um, but and by the way, I think LeBron learned after he left Miami how uh, to win. Yes, and that's what happened in Cleveland. He he said that though. He the went Lakers. there. He went there to learn how to win. Because Pat he, Riley, he, he wasn't Wade. getting that in Cleveland at first. Hey, Pat Riley and Wade were essential in the development of how to run a team. Absolutely. That's why that's why when I hear that narrative, you know, he would have still been what was that? What was that narrative that they were talking about not so long ago? He would have still became who he became without that heat move. I'm Absolutely. like, no, he no, he wouldn't have. I don't think he would have because 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 we are who we are because of our experiences. And you can't just we can't just assume someone would naturally have the same progression if you if you eliminate a key aspect of their history. And you know, and you know, in the age of Brown Jalen Hurst situation, you know, I I I would have to agree with you. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen holds him close. I mean, I mean, they're best friends, obviously, but on the field, he holds him close, makes him feel empowered. And that's where Donovan McNabb went wrong. That's where he went wrong. Instead of pulling Owens close and making him believe he was empowered, his ego prevented him from doing so, which led to him clutching his pearls and saying, "No, this is my team." To the so so far to so far to dictate that now nah, we shouldn't pay Owens, pay Brian Westbrook, and Brian Westbrook is great by the way. But the point is, when when it was time for Owens to get paid, McNabb was quiet, but he was running up and down running up and down the hallways screaming for Brian Westbrook to get paid. So my, the point is, leadership comes in all different forms. Leadership goes beyond being vocal. Sometimes when you're the de facto leader, it, does, it goes without saying. And when you're that confident in your position, you don't have to prove it to anybody. They just know. Uh, that, it, it, what he does, see, again, McNabb loses that game last night. I'm glad you said that too. I was talking to my wife last night and I said to her, I said, you know what's so crazy? I said last night, McNabb would have lost that game. Carson Wentz would have Carson Wentz would have lost that game. My wife gonna say, damn, like, damn, Tone, like, like you, you taking it back to you taking it back to the OG days. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm serious. McNabb would have lost that game. But that's the that's why the last night was a defining moment for him. Yes. I mean, he had a 32 quarterback rating. And you're like this. People are going to see they'll go away from that. And here's the MVP conversation again. And how like like here I say this tone. Um, who did I who did I write down here? I got I got my, my here. I'll just do the top three. I got Hertz one. I got Lamar second, and I got Mahomes third. I'm with that. I probably that's, think that, Lamar that's, will that's have my list. That's my list. That? That's that, that's my list as well. Hurts one. I would probably say Lamar and Mahomes would probably have better numbers, but you're not going to look deep enough into it because I said this. I'm like, you know what I said this last week. If that kid goes four and one and he puts up 50 touchdowns total and you end up the season 14 and three with that schedule, God forbid you're 15 and two and you end that season with that, you know, the MVP has nothing to do with the postseason. You know, you have to rightfully see through the clouds here in this that what that guy has done. I mean, where, where's he at now with touchdowns? Let's look at the touchdowns. Nothing yeah. else, but is it is it 24 touchdowns? So as of right now on the season, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts has a grand total. Rushing and passing. Of, 
Uh, he has a grand total of 24 touchdowns on the season. 24 so touchdowns. So if you're telling me if he has 50 touchdowns, he accounts for 50 touchdowns. Lamar Jackson has – sorry, so my bad. Uh, Lamar Jackson has 17 touchdowns on the season. So if you're 15 and 2, you win home field, and you got 50 TDs, I don't give a fuck what your passing numbers are. How don't you win that? How do you deny that? How do you deny it? It's you but really they can't. will because they'll, they'll find, go with the numbers. They'll find a way. You know, it's so crazy. Uh, between the three guys that we're talking about for MVP, right? Um, uh, Lamar Jackson, like I said, he has 17 touchdowns on the season, 12 passing, five rushing. Um, Patrick Mahomes has 19 touchdowns on the season, all passing, and Jalen Hurts has 24 touchdowns on the season, 15 passing, nine rushing. How can you deny it, man? He's producing. If you have thirty, if you have thirty touchdowns, twenty-eight touchdowns passing, and you have another eighteen, and you're near fifty TDs, I, I, I man, I don't know. I, I mean, dude, that fifty touchdown number is more important to me than five thousand passing yards. You could kick that 5,000 passing yards and stick it in the book of Jameis Winston, as far as I'm concerned. I don't give a shit about that 5,000. I care more about 50 50 TDs. He has seven hurts, hurts in those guys. Um, Lamar Jackson has a bye that that still hasn't happened yet, but Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, all those guys have essentially seven games left. Seven games. And hurts already, and hurts already has. 24 touchdowns on the season, grand total, right? Compared to compared to Mahomes' 19 and Lamar Jackson's 17 grand total. So if he gets two TDs per game in that seven, that's 14. 14 plus that's 39 touch. That's 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 39 touchdowns on 38 touchdowns on the season. 38. 38 touchdowns on the that's season. Just two. That's more than we had last year. Last year he I think he had 35, 22 passing, 13 rushing. I got a question for you. If you're the Eagles. And you got the Giants. Do you play him and you're killing that team? Mm-hmm. Do you play him in the fourth? Because here's something else that you'll get killed on. That that kid goes down in the fourth. They'll kill us. Knee They'll in a kill meaningless us. ball game. Um, kill us. But it could cost him because you're in the running with Mahomes and Lamar for the MVP award. But he deserves to have that, and you know the negative sentiment that's out there, do you leave it up to Jalen, or do you do you make the call as an organization? Hey, we're gonna set you. Man, that's a that's a good question. Um, those Giants games, Tone, could come down to his MVP race if you sit him, because Mahomes is gonna have to play. 60 minutes of football in 17 games, and I think Lamar is too. Yeah, Mahomes played all 17 games last year. Um, and I think when did they lock up the number one seed? I think they had to play to the final week, didn't they? Uh yeah, because because of that whole fiasco with Cincinnati and Buffalo, right? Where the right, kid right. Hamlin got hurt. Right. So man, you drive a hard bargain. So um if if he's control, damn man, that's a that's a tough that's a tough. You know what? The bigger let me let me not do this. 
If you had the if you had the conference locked oh, up, oh no no not on me. I, I want you to answer. No, no 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 no. When I, no when I say you, I mean the Eagles. Like if the Eagles have if the Eagles have the NFC locked up, right? And week eighteen comes, you got the Giants. I'm not playing him at all. If he can get hurt in the fourth, and then Mahomes him? goes for four fifty and five, <laughs> and beats him by two. <laughs> hey. Oh my God! Let's do that. Let's do this. Hold on for a second. That would be insane. So wait a minute. The Eagles play who? The final game? The, the Giants. Giants. Casey who plays. Does the Casey Kansas plays the Chargers. Play? Chargers. Okay. Who does Baltimore play? Uh, Baltimore plays in the final week of the year. They play. I think it's the Steelers. Let me double check. Steelers. All divisional matchups. Okay. You're gonna sit. Okay, and it's neck and neck. And it's going to come down to that last week. And you've wrapped up home field. Are you sitting Jalen Hurts for that Giants? You said you're keeping him out? I I mean, I'm trying to win the bowl. I need him healthy. I need that knee right. I need that knee right. I need that knee right. Hey, listen, man. They're not going to give it to him because he's a good guy, Tom. I know. I know. But guess what? Super Bowl Bowl MVPs are worth more. So so I'll take it. (laughs) I, I know. The cost of doing business. Oh, so Jalen, listen, I know it's it um, Vegas and everybody right now. The votes are really neck and neck and it's even it's even across the board. It's three for you. It's three for him. It's three for them. We're going to sit you in the Giants game. And um, hey, um, I'm sorry, the second year in a row. Um, we're not going to be able to have you cross the finish line for the MVP. And it'll be the runner up again because he missed games. But this year he, they sat him. Now here's the thing, right? Remember this though. Let's not. Never let's not forget. said this. He wants let's to sit forget. the MVP guy. Hold on. Let's not forget what we talked about, right? <laughs> Hold on. Let's listen to this. Listen, 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 listen. Oh, listen. am I leading the witness? <laughs> Remember, we talked uh, about this, right? If he goes, you know, let's let's expand. Oh, I this. agree. Let's let's expand this five game gauntlet to six games because the Cowboys <laughs> they, they played the Cowboys last um, two weeks ago, right? So you you beat the Cowboys, you beat the Chiefs already. If they if they find a way to beat the Bills. Beat Niners, Cowboys, and I don't know, maybe lose Seattle. You never know. But let's just say they only lose one game in this six-game stretch, right? We already say he's winning the MVP regardless. Who has a who has who has a better who has a better man? Okay, you know I respect hunters, right? And you know, typically you think, you think people have memories that are four weeks ago, or do you think they have recent by bi- recency bias memories when it comes to voting on those kind of things? Because by the way, as you know, I'm a voter. Interesting. What about you? Do you have recency bias? Oh, no, you- I look at a whole overall body of work. That guy wins those games. I don't give a shit what goes on because he beat Mahomes. He beat Allen. He beat, beat, he beat, beat Allen. Beat, beat Niner. Beat, beat Dak twice. You're 15 and two. I don't know, man. Uh, for me, I don't think it's, I think you could sit his ass. <laughs> in the Cardinals game, right? In the, in, in, the, in the Cardinals. I, don't know what, I mean, to me, I, I think that thing's wrapped up after that. And I don't, you know. Unless somebody throws for eight thousand yards, and that's what I'm saying. That, I mean, that's not going to sway me. And and that's my point. I feel like the final game of the season shouldn't sway anything. It oh, shouldn't. Oh, it, it, really? it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't. You know what I mean? But again, like I said, Super Bowl MVPs are worth much, much more. Who will make that call, Sirianni or Howie, to sit them? Or would you want the owner to tell you? I want Hurts to do what's best for the team. Uh, 
my god <laughs> what is that want, kind of what i want someone's hurts gonna, to do he ain't sit. yeah i someone's know he won't sit. have to tell him someone's gonna have to tell him to sit he won't sit jalen hurts jalen hurts to play with no legs if you if you let him like he called nicole lynn <laughs> hey Nicole, uh, can hey, you Nicole, uh, listen? I want you to tell Jalen because we don't want to do it. <laughs> oh man, you know, you know what's so crazy? Bad news always feels better coming from one. So, like, you know what I mean? And like, the one handling my money. And, well, and the one handling, and the one handling my money, right? You know what I mean? So, um, you know what, man? I gotta go on my gut. You know, if, damn, if Tom's they, gonna cost his boy the the MVP. If they got the conference locked up, I'm I don't see the point. Now, some people say, you know, Russ keeping them sharp, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I don't see, I don't see why not. I don't, I don't see, I, I, don't, I don't see why you play him. You think he's having a better year than a year ago? I do. Yes. After last night. Yes. Yes. You the know The resume, why? The resume says more so. signature wins. Yes. More signature wins. He's already, he's on pace for more. He's on pace for more. Um, wait, wait a minute. Tone, fuck the numbers. Right. All I know is the games he's won. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. Now, now you're starting to talk like a voter. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm talking now like this guy beat Dak. One of the obstacles people said, me beat like Tua. me, beat Dak eight and three going into this year, beat him, beat Tua. The guy, the, 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 the guy he got benched for. The guy that he got benched for in Alabama. Beat Tua, Dak, Mahomes. Okay, I mean, I'm starting to do this now. Damn, Sills, you're starting to run out of shit here, ain't you, son? <laughs> I mean, that was one of your things, right? You know, can does Jalen have signature wins? He's slowly stacking them, right? So if well, he could find, slowly, if, I think they're coming at a rapid pace here. I mean, two yeah. in a row, Dak and Mahomes. I, I mean, yeah, you can't get any more bigger faces of the league. That's a good point. Than them two really guys. Point. Yeah, you see what you know what Dallas does to you guys. He got he he got to beat the 49ers too. He got to beat them. You know what the, you know what Dallas does to you guys. Yeah, it, you know what Dallas does to you guys. They put like a lacquer on you. They spray like a lacquer. They don't want you to have the shiny paint job. At they all. want you to be like, like a, a flat brown or flat black. They don't want you to be shiny. They don't yeah. want you to have big red colors. They, they want us matte. That's what they want. They want matte. Yeah, they want you Mac. Yeah, they, they, they don't want us. They don't want gloss. My Hummer that. They don't want us, you know, shining like porcelain. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't want that. They don't no, want to call because the Cowboys. Look at us. I'm like, you beat the Giants and the Panthers. The I can't Eagles believe that we're even having a conversation. Cowboys and the Chiefs. I just can't believe that the conversations that they're in, like that that's being had around that team. I just can't. I don't I, understand I, I, it. You know what? You know what's tone. What I can't get on that is, I mean, honestly, you're you're having a conversation trying to make your your little Pinto into like a Ferrari. The Eagles are a Ferrari. You're a Pinto. Mm. I mean, you're you're like one of those like um, Morgans. You're like one of those little like those little like midget cars. That was what do you call those things? Those little MG things were. You're talking, you're talking the little Fiats. The little you're like Fiats. Mini Cooper. A Mini Cooper. <laughs> They're like the Mini Cooper that man. Somehow I fit in that. I don't know how, but I did. Man, and man, you're man like the, Eagles, a mini, the, the Eagles are a, a mini Ford F one fifty. Eagles, the, the Eagles are a Ford F one fifty, and and the Cowboys are just a a little. Yeah, you're, uh, hey, a you're driving by in that F one fifty. You look down, and they're the Cowboys <laughs> in that Mini Cooper. And you're like, hey man, you you just look like the F one fifty shit box. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Great stuff, God. Tone. Definitely, sir. I appreciate you for always bringing me on, man. It's always you fun. You got it, man. Fun time. I love the segment every single day, Monday through Friday. We're going to get our guy, Philly 500, on here in a second. We appreciate everybody. Keep it here on the National Football Show. and Hooters, the perfect pair. you own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Defining game right there last night in one's career. That had nothing to do with numbers. In five years from now, you're not going to be quoting how many yards he threw for. Some of you losers out there that quote how many yards he threw in the Super Bowl. It's because you're trying to justify a loss. You see, you don't have to justify 
that win last night with numbers. You were killed for 50 minutes. You hung in there. You gave up five sacks. They ran the ball down your throat. And in the end, you won the game. That's a tough-ass team to beat. It's almost an impossible team to beat. That was a metal game. Not mental, metal. Guy who had to be on his um, edge of his seat last night, our boy Philly 500 joins us. Defining game last night for Jalen Hurts, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, you know, I, I went back and watched this game this morning, and I and this is I honestly believe this. I don't believe any of or most of the Eagle quarterbacks of the past could have done what he did. I don't believe Wentz could have done it. I don't believe Donovan McNabb could have done it. Um, when you watch this game uh, again and you go back to the second quarter, uh, at the end of the second quarter, I'm screaming, we, we just got to get to halftime and regroup. We got to regroup. We were getting killed. We looked lost. We looked like maybe, you know, we didn't think we could beat this team. Um, and then to watch that kid in the fourth quarter say, all right, it's time to go and go. Uh, to me, it is something that, that has the makings of a very special team. I think the guy that has the makings of a very – I'll tell you this too. Maybe you agree with me on this. If Jonathan Gannon is the D coordinator of that game in the second half, the Eagles dropped that game in Kansas City. I thought Sean Desai, believe me, including Andy and Spagno. I think Spags had a great game though, but mm -hmm. I thought Desai was the star of the game last night. Yeah. I mean, the defense to shut Kansas City out in the second half was was really uh, good. And I agree. If Jonathan Gannon uh, is the coach, we lose this game. Not only do we lose this game, we lose to Dallas. Well, maybe not Dallas because Dak Prescott chokes. But we would lost to Washington maybe twice. We would have lost a couple more games um, this year. if One if of those Washington games for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um Jonathan Gannon would have blown it because he stinks. Let's face it. I can't How about it. this, man? So I'm going to make a comment one more time. And I'm going to say this to you because I said it to Tone a couple minutes ago. Brian Johnson needs to be fired at the end of the year. And they need to get a better offensive coordinator in there for him because they're winning in spite of that guy. Once again, another sub par offensively coordinated football game. The quarterback was audibling almost all night because he hated the plays that were being called in. You heard it. Actually, I love that Jalen was doing that and taking more control of the offense. But, Philly, every quarterback has a great coordinator slash head coach helping him. Um, Jalen Hurts finally has had it, I think, and that's why we saw more audibling last night mm. than we have ever seen in any game this year. Do you agree? No. I, You know, I do and I don't. Like, um, from what I see – of what is being put out on the field. It, it's very frustrating and I could agree. But then again, I think, man, this team is nine and one who fires coaches when you're nine and one 13, three, whatever they're going to finish up. So it's hard for me to believe they would do it. But I will say this. If, if Frank Reich gets fired, I think the Eagles should try to make him offensive coordinator at very least have him come in and work with Brian Johnson. Uh, 
consultant. But, I mean, yeah, because or a special I, assistant. I, mean, I think Nick will do that anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think that there's definitely something, something that this guy's missing, and oftentimes it feels like he's actually handcuffing Jalen Hurts uh, during a game. So, I mean, from what I see, I want to agree with you, but I just it's hard for me to imagine they would fire him. Here's always something you have to remember. Frank's one of my closest friends, and he's the one that recommended Sirianni to mm-hmm. um, to the organization, and they were going to hire him prior to him getting that Carolina job. He came on our program and told us that. And I think he is going to be – his next stop will be in Philadelphia um, mm-hmm. as a special assistant or somebody. Because remember right. something. When, when Frank was the OC with Mike McCoy in San Diego, you know who the wide receiver coach was? It was Nick Sirianni. Mm. So they all have these ties together here with this. Um, right. I thought DeAndre Swift was sensational last night. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And, and, and you know, speaking of Brian Johnson, this is one of the things that drives me up a wall. Um, you have DeAndre Swift come out in the first quarter – it really looked like you could the tell game was right, but this kid is playing good. You could tell that DeAndre Swift is is looking good. He looks like he's getting into a, a rhythm. He looks like he's starting to heat up. And then the second quarter comes around, and he's out the whole quarter. He doesn't play in the second quarter, Sills. They take him out, and then they insert him back in in the third quarter, and it takes him that whole third quarter to kind of get going again. I don't understand the way they use this guy. He could have he could have been having way more yards than he can. And I don't mind you rotate people in and out, but why why take him out for a whole quarter? I don't get it. It drives me nuts. Sorry, it just oh. no, no. I like it. I'm gonna throw this at you. How much influence and how much? Are you going to give Matt Patricia's influence being in the building on somebody that's coordinated against Andy numerous times, has beaten him in Super Bowls, has um, coordinated many games, and has really known Kansas City when he was up in New England on how to game plan that team? Do you think that there's anything to be said about how Matt and what he's done in the development of helping Desai? Because I find it hard to believe that you would bring a guy like that into building and he wouldn't have any influence. Personally, I don't even know what, what the hell his job title is. I think he's a linebacker coach. Isn't he the linebacker coach? Oh, no, I, I didn't see a job title. I think oh. he's like a special assistant to the head coach. Maybe he's a food taster. Yeah, Taste like that, food. like something like, oh, oh. hey, I think he's a smoothie bar, bar guy. He's out there testing the smoothie bars. Yeah. I, I have zero idea out. what his job title is. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I'm sure you know what his input. Anybody know what his job title is? I'd like to know what it is. I think it's a special assistant to the head coach. Mm. Wow. Well, I, I tell you this. I, you know, what, what to me what impressed me about Desai was was the adjustments that he made in half. I mean, they came out and, and they they were getting run on and and you know thing the, the team looked like they couldn't even tackle. They couldn't even tackle in the first half. 
But, he, you know, he, he does a better job, especially better than Jonathan Gannon, at making halftime adjustments. Um, I don't know how much uh, what's, uh, Patricia could help him in that during the game. So I, I, I don't know. I really don't know how much Patricia is, is influencing anything. I'll say this, and I told Tone this, and I told everyone this. I, I and it, it pains me to give the bookworm any kind of love, but uh, Nick Sirianni had his best week, his best Uncle two Gene. weeks. Senior defensive assistant. Okay, I guess so. Linebacker defensive assistant. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Uh, hey, Uncle Junior. You know you can't. Yeah, no, him, Junior man. Soprano. Yeah. You can't. He was he he, he had two good weeks. He was talking vaguely to the media, and I thought he had some really good sideline. I thought they were really patient, and they didn't lose their poise. Whereas I thought, actually, you want to hear this? I thought Kansas City lost their poise when they got when they lost the lead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest, it, it, it was impressive because when when we scored and we took the lead, all I could think was there's too much time left, <laughs> way too much time. For uh, for you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes to go do something. Now, I'm saying I think there was eight minutes left. I'm like, all right, there's eight minutes, fifty two seconds. We need to keep the ball eight minutes and fifty seconds. I'm not giving the ball back, but um, the defense stepped up. Uh, you know, and listen, Nick Sirianni, you may have your gripes about it. I like the guy. I kind of like him. I, I think his personality fits the Eagles. Of course, I would. You know, I would like to see him be able to have some more control over maybe some of the things on his roster. But uh, Nick Sirianni gets this team to play, Sills. They go out and they play. They don't panic when they're down. I mean, it seems like we're down every week, and he doesn't panic. The team doesn't panic. And, uh, yeah, I, I kind of like my cannoli-eating coach there. Well, when I you know when I see a guy like Fireman Ed on the stands over there and he's cheering on Eagle fans in Arizona and he, he's acting like Fireman Ed – and he's trying to start a wave. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of the stuff that, to me. Yeah. Maybe not the wave. I don't like the wave. But, <laughs> you know. But I, I like I like a coach with a little bit of personality. I mean, that's what you loved about Buddy. You know, I, I like. Yeah. I like. I kind of like Nick Sirianni. I do. Um, does he have flaws? Sure. There are things that I would like sometimes to, like, ring in his neck. Yes. During the game. But I, I overall, I think he's done a good job. I really do. Can you explain to me why Kansas City kills us on the run three games in a row? Do you know in three games, <laughs> Philly 500, get this, they're averaging 170 yards a game on us. How's that possible? I know. I know. I Listen. And they're all not a good team. I, I, that Pacheco kid, like, he's a good player, but, man, he, he drives me crazy because they can't stop him. I saw one play where they double-teamed Jordan Davis, and Jordan Davis got his arm around Pacheco, and the offensive lineman tackled him from behind, and, and they got away with it. But um, I, the last thing I thought was Kansas City was going to run on us, and they did, and they ran on us in the Super Bowl too. But in the second half, it got shut down, partly because Andy Reid decided that he wasn't, Andy Reid is Andy Reid, and he went back to his old days in Philly, where you know he just stops running, and that really helped us a lot. I got to tell you, man, I never thought two things would happen in a football game at the same time against the Eagles, where your offensive line looked like shit and your defensive yeah. line looked like shit. And get this, but here's the thing that I love the most about it: still, again, you know, these are one of the you know, there's certain people in life. 
that you just can't beat. You have to kill with a gun, run them over with a car. That Eagle team, I think all the close games, Philly, is that that all the things they did earlier brought them to that moment where all the shit that they've had to come through, they were prepared for that last 10 minutes of the ball game. They won that game in the last 10 minutes. They did. They did. It's it's amazing to me. Um, I I honestly, like, I think a lot of it has to do with Jalen. I, I just I just think I, I think too. he's a leader. I don't think he panics. I, I don't think he gets rattled. I don't think he cares about, oh, I have 80% completion percentage or this. He don't care. He just goes out and he wins. And you're never out of it with this team. I've never, I mean, really, they were, they looked lost. I mean, not just playing, but they looked lost in that second quarter. And to see the fourth quarter start, it's like, all right, Jalen's like, all right, let's go. And then boom, he starts making the plays. He makes the passes he has to make. You know, the the pass down to Devontae Smith, huge play. And I think the whole team follows that. I do. Because all of a sudden, you saw the Eagles on the last drive start to get pressure on Mahomes. They caused the uh, intentional grounding. I think the team feeds off Jalen Hurts. And I don't think he, he panics. This team is never out of a game. This is a battle-tested team. Why did Milton Williams have more ca- more plays than Jordan Davis last night? I think Jordan Davis is still – I think there's still issues with his hamstring. So I think he's getting limited snaps, you know. Um, that's what I think. Because I saw more – and Milton played great. I'm not – Played great. He, he might have been great, the best but I, I saw him more on last night. And yep. am, am I, I don't know, Tone, if I'm right on that, but I, I could have swore I saw that he had more snaps than Jordan Davis last night. He might have, yeah. Well, Jordan Davis kind of, like I said, he's been nursing that hamstring for, what, two, three weeks. And you know a hamstring can linger on. So I, I just think he's on limited snaps right now. Coming out of a bye, though? Yeah, I mean, you know, but the thing is, if, if a hamstring is not 100%, if it's 90%, I, I, it's very easy to re-injure it. Okay, let's That's do this That's just here. my guess. You know? oh, no, no, I get it. I get it. I'm with you. I don't know shit either. Um, the MVP race, is it locked up? Not locked up, but I think Jalen Hurts took the lead. I, I think, to me, it was Mahomes and, and Hurts going in, and I, I think and Lamar? the winner of that game. Yeah, Lamar's in the race too, but you're talking, dude, went head-to-head with Patrick Mahomes. In Kansas City, and yeah, he might not have had the big numbers, but well, he didn't either. He stuck. He sucked also. No, no, but it's what you do at the end of the game. It's yeah, what you yeah. do. Like, you know, Jalen Hurts is like a, a boxer who understands championship rounds. That's what he is. Absolutely. So let me do this to you. I just did this to tone. So if you're coming down to the last week of the season, and I wrote these these uh, games down here. And it's all tied up. And you're the Eagles. <laughs> I'm going to hate to do this to you here. And you have Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes tied for the MVP race. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Kansas City plays the Chargers. And Baltimore plays the Steelers. And you got the Giants. Do you sit Jalen Hurts in the final week? Yes. You have home field wrapped up. I have to, yeah. Especially with a guy that's been hurt, uh, you know, nursing that knee. 
yeah, I, I, I've got to. I've got to get him healthy and make sure he's ready to go to playoffs. And I think Jalen Hurts would probably agree. I don't think he cares about all that stuff. So, yeah, you have to rest him if that's the case. So, Jalen, um, I hate to do this to you, but uh, we're going to take the MVP award away from you. Because Philly 500 <laughs> just said we need to have you 500. Right. We right. need to have you not at 500, but we need to have you at full go for the yes. Super Bowls. So because – because Philly 500 said you, you're sitting for the Giants game. Right. Yeah, because if we play you and then you hurt your knee in the game against the Giants and you're not available for the playoffs, Big Sills is going to terrorize us. That's you what he's going to say. You get that kid hurt in the final game against a shit team and a shit nobody. <laughs> I'll come down on you like you think King Kong jumped off the Empire State right. Building. Maniac right. goes like this. Who downs more manicotti? I think me and... Philly 500 or more cannoli guys. I'll, I'll eat. I'll, yeah, I don't, I don't complain. I'll eat whatever. I'll do it left handed, right handed. I don't matter. <laughs> Underhanded. <laughs> Phil's, we, we, we're looking good, man. We, we're going to lock this thing up in the next few weeks. Dallas is about to go complete collapse. Uh, it's December. December is known as Cowboys choke season. You, you know, I heard you and uh, Tone talking about their schedule. Dude, their schedules, they're done. They're done. They, they might not even beat Washington. They're not going to Buffalo and winning. They're not going to Miami and winning. They're not beating Detroit. That's three losses plus the Eagles. That's another four losses they got. It's over. <laughs> Brotherly, they did win on Will. I agree. Hey, I'm listening to people today trying to justify this. Hey, man, two, two hottest teams in the league are the Cowboys and the Eagles. And I'm, I went like this. <laughs> Wait a minute. You beat the shittiest teams on the – you had eight quarters of ding-dong football versus the Giants and the Panthers. This right. team played the Cowboys and the Chiefs, and you're comparing that? I'm I like, know. holy cow, that's comparing a fat chick versus the hottest right. chicks on the planet. Are you yeah. dumb? It's crazy. The, the, the Cowboys stuff is, is insane to me. It's you know, insane. Can you imagine if Dak Prescott went into Kansas City and did what Jalen Hurts did yesterday? I mean, I mean, did, he, he won the MVP the on that one game. On that one game. And, and you know, the Eagles, they beat Dallas. Everybody talks about the moral victory of the Cowboys. They go in and they beat Kansas City. Oh, well, Kansas City, they got no receivers. It's like everybody else is why we're nine and one. There's always an excuse. It's always some reason we're winning. Yet we're nine and one. Twenty-eight straight weeks at first place. I mean, at, at what point? At what point do do they run out of excuses? That, that's what I want to know. Dude, I'm going to say this to you: the, the the Cowboys are like Rosie O'Donnell, and the Eagles. I mean. Think of the hottest yeah. chick you could think of in your uh, Sierra. Right. Okay. It, it's like comparing. I, I, I was going to say my wife because she might be listening. <laughs> hey, that's the Cowboys are Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> right. Yeah. Definitely that's the Rosie mascot. <laughs> that's exactly right. They are. They are the Rosie O'Donnell of the NFL. I love Rosie that. O'Donnell of What's the right? NFL. Absolutely brutal. Hey, and they want to know why you don't want to take them out. <laughs> <laughs> How nervous were you last night when you were watching that game? Hey, I gotta. I gotta. 
Not that I'm ever going to like uh, expose my friend Tone, but I found out Tone can't drink alcohol during. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, Tone can't have alcohol during uh, Eagle games. So for you, um, when when did you get a little calmer for that game last night? When if when it said final score, when it said zero zero zero, when the people Eagles were telling me you were going nuts now. last night. I was going nuts. You know, I, I was frustrated in that second quarter. And then it was like, it goes to the fourth. And also I'm going, we're, we're in this game. We're down three. We got a chance to win. And, and, and then once I realized, man, we could actually win this game. That's when I started going really nuts. And then the last, I would say six minutes, you know, while Kansas City was trying to come back, like I was a nervous wreck because I was expecting something, you know, then, then Fletcher Cox on the last drive gets the, the uh, rough in the pass. So I'm going, Oh, here we go again. Bullshit You're going to penalize the way, all the way down record. The bullshit call. Bullshit call. It, it was horrible call. Um, so I was a nervous wreck at once we took the lead. Cause I, I was shocked literally like it was like a change of events because in that second quarter, you know, I kept saying, we're going to win. We're going to win. But it felt like, man, I don't know how we're going to get it going. And all of a sudden we're we're up, and I'm going, oh my gosh, we're gonna, we got a chance to pull this game out. That's when I became a nervous wreck. When they got the lead, when they got the lead, because I, you know, to me it it, it was like, how are they gonna hold it? How are they gonna hold it with six <laughs> minutes left? Hey, I got I got to tell you too. Um, last night watching, um, you know, what you know you you know watching Travis. Uh, Swift last night was a little bit harsh to watch because Travis Swift last night. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Does he want to play football anymore? Is it about <laughs> his podcast? Is he a movie star now? I mean, I got to say, man, I, the brother is handling his fame, I think, more than the right. other guy is. And as far as I'm concerned, the guy looks a little whipped. And I think yeah, it's affecting I, oh, his game. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Oh. I haven't said this yet today. But to me, dude, hey Tone, I don't know everybody. Is Travis does Travis Kelsey looked a little whipped now? Like, you know, I mean, I don't want to say the nasty word, but this yeah. guy looked a little whipped here a little oh, bit. I mean, I don't, you know, see what's some, look 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 at what women can do for you that not only make you like Mickey says, weak in the knees. Bro, but yeah, I mean weak in legs. <laughs> they weak in uh, legs. But I, I, I honestly think I have a theory on why he played so bad. It wasn't just because she wasn't there. I think the Eagles were talking shit to him. I think they were saying, "What's she doing? What is she doing in Brazil? Where's your Where's girl with the gardener in Brazil?" I think they had his head messed up last night. That's oh my what I god, think. that's a hey. That I would totally hey, listen. Listen, just to give you how that really works. So we used to play against Tim Brown when he was at Notre Dame. And God forbid, I'm not going to say because my aunt watches my show every second. <laughs> so Tim Brown's walking across the middle and like his sister lived in Miami. And so my guy, Benny Blades, and some of these guys would walk up to him and go, and your sister's here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, me and Jerome would do this. We're turning and looking. So it's like this. He goes, hey. Your sister's got a nice, nice. <laughs> and I, I, I've got my head down the wrestle listening to this. And these Catholic kids, and they're looking at me, and I'm going, 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what I would have done if if I was playing. I would have been saying stuff like that. Like, what is she in Brazil with the gardener? What's the gardener doing? You know, some gardening. You know, I'd have had him all messed up. I think the Eagles talk crap, and that's why he had a bad game. That's my hey, Travis. She's down in Rio with a guy <laughs> named Felipe. <laughs> The gardener. Hey. He's a plumber. You know what hey, I mean? Felipe's playing the heart right now. <laughs> hey, what do you want to do? Your man is not with you. He's in Kansas City. <laughs> and then you can start going like this. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> I think I think it had them all messed up. I think Reddick, I think those guys were saying that's my theory. And that totally screwed his head up. Felipe. Come with Felipe. I take you on a cruise in Rio. Your man is not here. That's the shit you'd be telling, right? Yeah. And she's calling him up. I'm with the plumber. Don't worry. I'm with the plumber. Yeah. He's, he's unclogging pipes. With Felipe. He, yeah. He's a plumber. Does he own a business? No, he's a plumber. <laughs> they hey, said all that, and he was messed up. I like the idea, man. I think... He, you could have been a true hurricane, man, because I never thought of shit talking. Hey, hey, Travis Swift, when's the last time you caught a pass across the middle, man? Are you afraid That's of getting it. your hands hurt? By the way, I heard right. she says you have small hands. <laughs> hey, Travis, hey, Travis Swift, Travis, hey, she, Taylor Swift says you have small hands. <laughs> I'm telling you, it had him all messed up. You could tell in his press conference. He's so, so upset, so dejected. You know? <laughs> hey, what, Felipe, man, you got it, man. I hear things hitting a desk. What's what? What is yeah, that? What's that noise? On? It's the plumber, like like Philly Five Hundred said. The plumber's here. <laughs> Five Hundred, tell folks how they Thank can you. find you, my friend. Oh, just type in Philly 500 and it'll come up on YouTube. I'm always here, always around. One last question. Do you think you have any you have any concerns about Buffalo on a short week this weekend? I mean, I mean Buffalo's in a must-win situation, I think. So they're gonna they're gonna come out, they're gonna try to give us our best. Um, but you know, I think Josh Allen turns the ball over every week. I think at the end of the day, I think the Eagles win this game. Um It'll probably be close, and and we'll probably have to bite our nails. But I think that's going to be every game. I expect the Eagles to win the next two games. I do. Hey Taylor, guess what, man? The plumber's cleaning her pipes. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love your mentality, man. Very good stuff, Philly. Thank you, my that's friend. It, man, thank you, man. Take you care. Man, that's Thanks. our boy, Philly 500. We really appreciate him coming aboard with us. Please hit the like button. Power Hour coming up. Our top 10 quarterbacks, our top 10 NFL teams. We will do that all next. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Hooters, the perfect pair.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428-267-261-3428. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Hey, Barb, I want to show you something. Would you like to see, you know what? And I usually do not do this. And the reason I'm doing it is because my old lady's not here. But have you ever seen a picture of Mrs. Big Sills? Everyone always asks because she's a behind the scenes chick. She does not like any publicity. Kim's like this. And nothing like it. My my aunt knows it, too. She's kind of behind the scenes. My aunt's gorgeous, too, though. So we got kind of a cool thing going on here. Have you guys ever seen a picture of Mrs. Big Sills? And most importantly, would you ever want to see one? Because I, I, she took this picture the other day, and I can't believe it, actually. She's a 57-year-old chick, too. It's crazy. Um, how about this? Here's my Here's my wife. That's Mrs. Big Sills right there. See? That's Mrs. Big Sills. She's 57 years old. Not bad for an old lady, I told her. <laughs> as I say, I'll kick my coverage, as many people would say. And the guy she married, I ate him. So I just want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. You should see my daughter. My daughter's gorgeous. I mean, yeah. 
don't get any ideas. You know, that's why everybody goes like this. Sills, your daughter's good looking. I'm like, eh, that doesn't help you. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Matt, check it out. When people go like this, your daughter's gorgeous. I'm like, eh, that's not helping you. <laughs> eh, that's not really helping you. <laughs> hey, can I tell you this without, without like insulting anybody? I was hoping my daughter, you know, would be a lesbian and, you know, it would be it would be more comfortable for me. But since she's not, you know, I'm, you know, I got to worry about some asshole coming into her life. And I, hey, and I always tell her too. I always tell her this. She's like, Dad, I want you to meet Billy. I go, Billy, how you doing right now? And Billy's like, Mr. Silly. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, Dad, why aren't you nice to any of my friends? And I go like this. Because, Didi, I only like the guy because, like, like my cousin's, my cousin's uh, two daughters. I don't really care. My aunt tells me all about their life and their guys. And I'm like, I don't really care. Kevin and I don't really. Yeah, we like them because they like them. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm not tied to anybody here. Except my kid. Okay? It, does, it just doesn't work like that. <laughs> hey, why? Hey, this is a really good guy. I don't really care. <laughs> hey, this guy's a super. I doesn't, because if I have to kill him, I don't want to have any emotional ties to the guy. <laughs> oh, I'd be done. Hey, that's been done numerous times. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, oh hey. Barb goes, did you always screen your daughter's uh, potential? No, you know how I do it, Barb? She'll go like this. She got this friend called Johnny. And first off, I, I told her, I go, guys don't have Anis. Like Donnie and Johnny and, you know, I want a man's name. And so she's like, dad, please, whatever you do, don't be an asshole. So the guy comes over and I know his name is Johnny. I go, hey, Ronnie, how you doing? She's like, dad. You know his name. Okay. How you, how you doing, Ricky? She goes, Dad. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Hi, Johnny. How you doing? Mr. Celio, how you doing? And then he looks at me and I go, You 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 pretty much know the routine though. So she's like, I do. She goes, I, I love you. And I go, don't say that because I don't love you. <laughs> <laughs> my my daughter's just like, please, let's leave. I, 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 he, I, he can't be controlled. Okay. When it comes to her, I, I lose my shit with her, man. Oh God. <laughs> what if Brock Purdy's to date your daughter, Maurice, there's no jurisdiction on anybody. I won't kill if you act inappropriate. Okay. I don't care who that person is. I don't care how much money you have. I'll bury you with the fishes. <laughs> What happened to him? Luca Brazzi got him. <laughs> okay. Luca Brazzi got him. Cilio's Luca Brazzi? He can be. <laughs> he can be. Well, last night was a memorable night for Eagle fans. Okay. It really was. You guys were great last night after being totally dominated on both sides of the ball. You guys come away with a victory and a hard-fought ball game in Kansas City in a place they don't get beat. This wasn't a numbers game last night. This was a game that you're going to remember. I'm going to give you an example. Stink um, told me this a couple of years ago. 
And I think it really is appropriate here. And when Stink was playing in Denver, and they lost the year previous to them going back-to-back Super Bowls and Super Bowl wins, they lost in a playoff. You guys remember they lost in a playoff home game to Jacksonville. And they lost that game, and it stuck in their crawl. You know what, Tone? I hadn't think about it, but he said that that motivated that Denver Broncos team. You guys, rem- hey, you guys remember that game? Wasn't it Jacksonville that they lost in the playoffs prior to those two Super Bowls? And they were heavily favored. I think they had the best record in the AFC. And they had it all lined up for them. And they got upset at home by the Jags. And he came out and he said, you know what that did to that team? For two straight years, we felt we let something slip away. And it motivated and drove them to winning Super Bowls. And back-to-back seasons, that one game that they got beat by the Jags, they it was a home game, had the best record in the AFC, and it drove them. Yep, Coughlin took them out. That's right. And it was at home in Denver. They never lose in Denver. They did. He said they went on to win two Super Bowls because of that game. I think there's always a signature game. And I'll give you one with the Cowboys when it came to you guys. Prior to the year they won the Super Bowl, there was a game against the Eagles that the Cowboys won. And Jimmy says that game against you and there was another one against Washington the year prior to them winning their first Super Bowl that they believed and all of a sudden said, wow, Then they beat San Francisco. And when they beat San Francisco in the NFC title game, that's when they knew. I think the Super Bowl loss and last night's win could be the two most important games in Jalen Hurts' career. You didn't, and you did. Nine months apart with a lesser team in their home building where he's never lost in November. That's a statement game. It's a statement game on what you guys did. Statement game. Look at this. Completely outplayed. Look at the amount of first downs. 23-16. You sucked on third down. 3 of 11. They were 8 of 17. Over 50%. They had 20 more plays than you. You ran 54 plays. That's got to be your lowest um, play total of the year. You get this. Do you understand? Here, put put. I want to put this in perspective to you on how you see this and how you understand this here. 
okay? You ran 13 plays a quarter. 13. 13 plays a quarter. They ran 19. Which in theory means they had about two more series than they had two they had longer drives with more yards and you had more three and outs. Professor goes, Sills, unless in three years coaching, Sirianni has beaten 24 of 31 other teams in the NFL. Hey, well, one of you guys, because I'm sure you have it, what's Mark, What's um, Nick Sirianni's overall? No, what's Nick Sirianni's overall record now? Gutsy. Chris, gutsy. Yes. Gutsy, I completely agree. I concur. It was a fun game to watch. For me, it was. I know that the gamblers in the NFL doesn't like it. What's Nick Sirianni's overall record? When, when, what's his overall record as, not, not counting the playoffs, not counting the playoffs, just his overall record. Okay. He's 33 and 12. Okay. How many games are left? Seven. Okay. There's seven games left. Hypothetically, let's just go. Okay. He's 33 and 12. Seven games. Let's just say five and two for shits and giggles. Okay. Let's just say five and two. He goes five and two the way out. That's 38 and 14. Just say he's 38 and 14. At the end of this year. You don't want a Super Bowl. You're overrated. It's sad. But that's sports. You can't be 38 and 14 and nothing to show for it. Except memories. There is so much pressure on the Eagles. See, last night for the Chiefs, they got two rings. Dropping a game like that to them, it's on the next week. That's their advantage that you don't have. You had to win that game. You had to win that game. They didn't. They've got their, they've got their Super Bowl rings and MVPs and Pro Bowls and AFC Championship. They, 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 they wanted that game. They didn't need that game. You needed that game. Home field, respectability, MVP, chasing Mahomes like every other 31 quarterbacks are. It's not a Jalen thing. It's a leaked. Everyone's chasing that guy. They want what he has. Wouldn't you? It, it, again, that's the different thing in sports compared to politics. You can justify losing and justify pretty much anything in politics and why you spend so much money and why you do nothing for people in our military and the homeless. You do nothing for the homeless and the military in our country and you're trying to have me give a shit about somebody else 17 million miles away. And I don't. 
I care about our homeless here in America and our, and our veterans here in America. First, then we can go be good citizens. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Is Don Shula overrated? He's got two Super Bowls. Why would he be overrated? Don Shula's got two Super Bowl rings, multiple appearances, coaching some of the greatest games of all time, and has the greatest team in the history of the National Football League. Why would you say Don Shula's overrated? What part of Don Shula's resume makes him overrated when he has the greatest football team of all time, an undefeated team, and multiple Super Bowls? and multiple Super Bowl appearances. What makes Don Shula... You're not comparing Nick Sirianni to Don Shula, are you? That might be a stretch, kid. The greatest football team of all time is the Miami Dolphins of Shula's era. Okay? Three straight AFC titles, two Super Bowls. One of those teams was undefeated. Show me a better run. Let me guess. The Nick Sirianni team. You're not comparing that to Don Shula, are you? Oh, it's all good, Joseph. Okay. Marv Levy. Like I told you, 500 coaches get into the Hall of Fame. You don't have to have a Nick Sirianni record to get into the Hall of Fame. Oh, no, you can. Oh, no, you don't have to have that. You can have a 500 record and lose multiple times in Super Bowls. But Don Shula is not comparable because he's won Super Bowls. Marv Levy's nowhere in Don Shula's league. You don't think that. Somebody's comparing Marv Levy to Don Shula? All-time winningest coach regular season. Undefeated Super Bowl team. Two Super Bowl championships, multiple appearances in the Super Bowl, a, a cascade of Hall of Famers, and you're comparing Marv Levy to him. <laughs> Might want that one back, kid. Did you think the Cy early candidate to be a head coach next year or too early. I think too early, Professor. I think if he closes the deal, he'll be considered, not hired, and next year he'll get it. That's how I think it'll work. By the way, help me out on this. You're going to compare Nick Sirianni to Chuck Noll? A four-time Super Bowl champion. The guy who picked four Hall of Famers in one draft. <laughs> You're not comparing Nick Sirianni to Chuck Knoll, are you? Chuck Knoll's 4 0 in Super Bowls and beat a guy who won Super Bowls in Tom Landry. Marty Schottenheimer, over 200 wins, 4 14 in the postseason. That's a guy who was by far a better coach than Nick. I think in 27 years, he's never had a losing record. Maybe one year. He's, he's fourth all-time or sixth all-time in wins. 
at 206. Okay. Oh no. Nathan, I no, I'm not I'm not the one calling him the greatest coach in the NFC. Cool my Jets. I saw a guy in Green Bay that was 39 and 9 out of the gate. Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur's a bum. He's 39 and what's like Matt LaFleur's record now? He's probably got a still, I think he's still 680. He's got a 680 win percentage. Something like that. He's got it because those those early years, he won 13 games three years in a row. You think he's a great coach? <laughs> the quarterback makes those guys great. You don't have the quarterback. If Nick Sirianni doesn't have Jalen Hurts, shit, he couldn't do anything with him. He was two and five as a play caller. Let's get to the top 10 teams. Okay. Sales is right. Some people in South Philly are ready to put Sirianni and Lombardi and paternal territory. Not nearly anything near them. <laughs> okay. Not anything close to those guys. He's not in their room. You know why? Those guys won the most important games. Championships. Right? Richard goes, Nick would be dust without Hurts. Well, Belichick is not showing you. He's he, he's winning a ton of games without Brady. Can you imagine how that entire thing has changed the fortunes of both men? You draft a guy in the sixth round, the 199th pick. And now you're trying to shine up that 199th pick as much as you can. Because of all the bums that you drafted in that, I, I don't even know if, what what year did Brady get drafted? Was it two thousand? What year did he get drafted? Two thousand or two thousand one? What year did he get drafted? I'd like to know two thousand. I'd like to know how many people off that draft of the Patriots went on to do shit. From the 2000 draft. I, I I don't know. I'm just talking off the top of my head here. How many guys that were drafted ahead of Brady in the Patriot draft? In the Patriot draft. In 2000. On what they did with their careers. In Philly. Or um, in New England. Because if he doesn't fall. On Brady, Jesus, his entire legacy is, 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 is he, he won't have a legacy. I can't think of anybody that was off that 2000 draft that I went, wow, man, that guy really had a great career, right? 0102 season went to the Super Bowl, right? That was the 01, that's when uh, Bledsoe got hurt. That was the beginning of a dynasty. The 199th pick was the beginning of a dynasty. Here we go.
All right, here we go. Top 10 teams, NFL. I think I'm going to shock you guys with some of these teams. Okay? Number 10. What an absolutely phenomenal and sensational coaching job. It's the best coaching job of the year. By the way, who do you think has done the best coaching job so far in 2023 in the NFL? Okay. D'Amico Ryans, Texans, good night. What a fun environment. What a fun place. And I think, get this, and I think that there is something to be said about Nick Casario not being in New England anymore. And he's with the Texans as their general manager. I think there's a lot to be said about that when you're looking at where and how that football team's being constructed. He is just doing one hell of a job. Congratulations. And by the way, it's it's a great statement for minority coaches because hopefully we start to see more. And I hate saying that because I don't want a black coach. I want the right coach, but that comes once again from a white guy. So you got to remember the context of it all. It's easy to say that when you don't face adversity of having the extra stumbling block to have to overcome or the extra hurdle. So that's why when you hear an asshole commentator make a comment like that, always remember, well, you don't have to run. When, when you have to run the four by 100 hurdles, I have to jump over a, an extra hurdle. You don't. My entire life as a coach and a coaching prospect, as a black coach, I have one more hurdle to jump over than you. I always will. Whether it's time or opportunity, I don't get enough time, nor do I have enough opportunity. So I have to jump over next to hurdle sales. And I know this. And to see where D'Amico Ryans is right now, I hope it leads to more opportunities. And what I mean by that is also, we have to have more assistant coaches that are minority coaches in the assistant, and I'm talking OCs and DCs. Needs to be more in the NFL if you want to make that process and the Rooney Rule look like it's worth the shit. Congratulations to you. He, it, 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 it just makes the league look better when we're promoting all. You can't have an 80% black league and have 2% coaches coaching them. That number is not right. It needs to be 50-50 down the line. Then we could stop that conversation. Number nine, Seahawks. Stumbled a little bit last week because of Geno getting injured. But I really like the Seahawks. I think they got a good football team. Okay? Smokey. It's not preaching. You see, somebody like Smokey here, that's a guy right there that doesn't like to hear what's also part of sports. It's not preaching. It's pointing out. I'm not preaching to you, pointing out. And I will point that out like I have for 35 years of my broadcasting career. Until I'm done, I will always point that out.
And some hate it, like smoking. I don't care. Nine is the Seahawks. Number eight, I got the Buffalo Bills. Um, They're desperate. They're good. But they're just not consistent. Okay? They're just not consistent enough for me to call them a championship pedigree. By the way, they were one of my football teams to make it to the Super Bowl. I still think they're in the conversation. Okay? But I got the Bills here at eight. Number seven, Dougie P. I got the Jaguars here at seven. I don't, I, you can, would this be a fair comment? Do you think the Jags and the Lions have a lot in common with one another? Would you compare, the, would you compare them, Jags and Lions, when it comes to, whether or not you think they're a championship pedigree team. Jags and Lions, right? They kind of remind me of each other, the Jags and Lions. They're, they're kind of similar to me. Number six. Hold on. You know what's crazy? I played for the Cowboys. I, I mean... But I, I just do not buy them. You know, I had some of my funnest times and some of my most horrific memories when I was in Dallas. You know, Jimmy didn't bring me to Dallas. Coach Landry did. Landry brought me to Dallas. I got there the year before in the final four and a half games of the year. I was, I was on IR, and I got there at the end of the year. In 88, I was on the Cowboy roster. And I, I went all the way through the following year. So I was there for almost a full year in Dallas. And I still can't buy this thing. I just can't. Okay. Um, I got the Chase 5. If you can't score in the second half, how can you win a Super Bowl? Remember I said Kansas City wouldn't make it back to the Super Bowl? I don't know, man. Maybe they won't. You can't. Hey, that wasn't an eagle thing last night. They haven't scored points, I think, three straight games now in the second half. I mean, when's the last time the... The Chiefs scored some. This is kind of who they are. Right? I got the Lions four. I'm still trying to figure them out. Here are the top three teams in the NFL. Number three. I got the 49ers. And here's their asterisk. Well, when they're healthy, could they be the best team in the NFL? When I hear people talk like that, I'm like, "If you you should do an if list, Sil. Sills, you should do an if list. Anyone that you hear say, like Colin Coward, well, the, everyone knows the 49ers 
have the best um, roster when healthy. Anytime you hear that and they're not healthy, that's an irrelevant conversation because it's not reality. When healthy, well, that's part of an NFL season, when healthy. You're not taking all the dynamics into it. That doesn't give you a whole... Look at what a guy like Coward or Skip want to do for the Niners and for the Cowboys. You know what that is? They want to give them hall passes for incompetence or for situations when they don't talk in realities like I do. The Eagles have beaten the Cowboys and the Chiefs. I don't give a shit how that painting looks. If Picasso painted it, it doesn't have to look like a masterpiece. Picasso painted it. It is a masterpiece. Don't you get it? That's why sometimes you look at Picasso or Rembrandt stuff and you go, I don't get it. Then you go, oh, Rembrandt and Picasso wrote, oh, must be a masterpiece. Those are masterpieces. These are not Panthers and Giants. Those are masterpieces. I don't give a shit how the painting looks. Well, it wasn't. Bro, Kansas City would mop your ass in Arrowhead. Let's get that right. Dallas is not going into Kansas City and playing like shit for fourth quarter. Why? Let me put it to you this way. If Dallas were to go in and play like the Eagles played for 50 minutes last night, what would have happened? What am I doing? I'm surrendering like they did in Arizona. The Eagles don't surrender. They never surrender. I've never seen that team surrender. In two... Three years, I've never seen them surrender. I've never seen them quit the game, take a knee. I've never seen that. I've seen Dallas surrender. Okay? I've seen Dallas surrender this year alone. San Francisco and Arizona. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, <laughs> we'd all have a wonderful Christmas. Yeah. Uh, that's right, my friend. You got to kill us. I got you, homie. You're dead on. Damn right. They never surrender. That's what I love about Sirianni. They never surrender, and they always prepare for big games. We show up and play hard, even if you're not playing the best ball. Smokey, totally true. Okay? No surrender. No surrender, man. Sun Tzu, art of war. No surrender. I got the Ravens too. Um, boy, I tell you, this thing's trending Raiders and Ravens. Whew. Raiders and Ravens in the Super Bowl would be unbelievable. Unbelievable. You could have two MVP winners. One guy from a couple years back and a new one. And both 
27 and 25 years old. Okay. Still disrespecting the 49ers. 49er guy wants me to give him respect and credit for being injured and losing three in a row. You don't get credit for that guy. What ifs and well, we were healthy and this and that. You don't get credit for that. You get extra credit for being nine and one and winning a shitty game that you played last night and winning that. That's how you get extra credit with me. You don't get extra credit for someone doing this. You drop three in a row. Then you want me to turn around and go, Hey, you know, Sills, we would have won those games if we were healthy. You don't, you don't, you don't get that. I don't know that. I'm not a genie. I don't rub the lamp and shit. And, you know, if I did that, man, you'd never see me again because I would try to pick myself lottery tickets. I got the Eagles number one. It's too much. New favorite player is Hassan Reddick. Made him change the entire blocking scheme last night. Made him have to go from the uh, – from. The, dude, it was such a sh- subtle thing that Desai did last night. Okay? It was such a subtle thing. When he got that sack on the second play, and they basically tried to block him like the Niners did, they had to account for him. So what happened? They were hurting him left like I said they should, and they hurted him. And they had to train, they had to change strength and personnel the entire night. It threw them off. Because that meant Kelsey had to go to the other side and work in the short side of the field. That's why he wasn't open as much. It was so brilliantly done by the player, because the player had to get the pressure. This was on the second play of the game. The second play of the game. They changed strength of Kansas City. Kansas City had to flip their strength because Reddick got home. I, I, I got goosebumps on that because that was strategically done. It, it, it was game planned. Got They got home in the first series. And Kansas City went three and out. What happened? They went three and out. They couldn't believe it because Reddick got home. And he hit him in the chest. That's what aggravated him more, Kansas City, is the fact that he hit him in the chest. Wasn't a slap in a strip. He hit him in the chest. Joho, I did. You were murdered in that game for 50 minutes. There's nothing you did in that game but two plays and defensively to win it. And I'd be giving you for four hours kudos. What did you want me to say? Do you want me to try to do you want me to be Skip Bayless and try to come up with reasons why all the drops and that's what cost Kansas City was all the drops and the shitty wideouts and Kelsey dropping the passes. Do you want me to kind of talk like that? I can't. I can't talk like that. Got you, brother. We're good. Okay, because you that was a metal game. <laughs> Guys were fabulous. Hey, get this. You got killed. 
Your old line was annihilated. Your D line was crushed. All the things that your strength get. You want to hear something that was so incredible about last night, right? Tone. You know what the best part of your team was last night? Your secondary. Try that one out. Your your street walking free agent undrafted secondary was the best part of your team last night. When you win with the worst part of your team, that's my whole I'm trying to give you guys kudos, and some of you are fighting me. You won with the worst part of your game, your team last night. You're secondary. The hell, I mean, Travis Swift was a non-factor last night. So Texans at 10. Seahawks at nine, Bills at eight, Jags seven, Cowboys six, Chiefs five, Lions four, Niners three, Ravens two, Eagles one. Yeah. Mr. Pfizer can go and do his commercials now. I hear he's got a new one for butthurt cream, Smokey. No, <laughs> uh, right? Yes. At some point, we need to appreciate the effort they went into Arrowhead. Oh, absolutely. Played Andy Reid off a of bye. Played like shit because Jalen didn't have time to think and still won the damn game. Christopher, that's my point. You played your worst game of the year and beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Let me say it again, okay? Thank you, Benjamin. Very kind of you. Let me say this to you one more. Hey, hey Christopher, you played your worst. Would we not say that that was the uh, – get this. Say it again. Is he right? That's the worst game of the year. Would you not agree? Say it with me, everyone. That was the worst game of the year you played. Say it. It was the worst game of the year you played. And you beat Kansas City in Arrowhead. <laughs> oh boy, uh, I don't know. And you played your best game of the year in the Super Bowl and lost. How do you feel? That was your, you played worse against the Chiefs than you did against the Jets. And you won. And you beat Kansas City in Arrowhead. And they were 45 and 10 in the Mahomes era, and never been beaten in November. And Andy Reid is 27-4 and four off of buys. 
and you played your worst game of the year. I don't know how that's not motivating. I would agree with that. The offense never looked so shot. Defense played the best half of the year for sure, though. Again, I'm talking about 60 minutes of football here. Not portions of the game. Maxson, it is amazing. It's motivating, Richard. Yes. Good. Yes. That's when you know you're the team in the league where people are. You see how can you know you know you had Skip Bayless saying today? Kansas City should have won that game. Kansas City should have did this. Kansas City should have did that. That guy dropped this back, and I'm going like this. Holy shit, how many more excuses are you going to make for a team that in the last 836 of the game got outplayed? And you let that team, you kept the Eagles in it to your chagrin, and they beat you. I don't know. Again, I guys, I don't. I don't <laughs> Sills, practicing against it all the time. Do you think the Eagles D knows the secret to stopping the push if some someone tried it on them? Um, no, I think it's Jalen Hurts and Jason Kelsey. I'll tell you this one more time, though, man. I thought Jalen Carter was going to get that pick. I did. When he died, he goes, I saw it on the internet. And I'm like, what? So he dove through the legs. <clears throat> and when Mahomes went to ground it, it popped up. To me, from now on, I'm going to try that play again. And I'm going to have a linebacker behind him jump and see if he can catch it. You, you may, Jalen Carter may have changed the way the grounding play is played um, moving forward. I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I thought he was going to get it because it bounced on his arm. If he catches that, that's a pick. I, I was, it was, it was so stupid and brilliant. I was like, what the hell? I thought he was going to catch that thing, man. I did. All right, let me take a timeout. I'm going to give you my top 10 quarterbacks as I do every Tuesday. It's quite a list. Quite a list. We'll do that next. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. and Hooters, the perfect pair.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, Blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Inspiring Tuesday for the Eagles. You played their shittiest game of the year. And you, it's not beating the Panthers and playing poorly. It's beating the Chiefs and playing poorly. Man, if I'm Kansas City, and I'm 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 looking at the game film. I I'm like we did everything we could to give them that game. And you know what I say to that? If you're talking like that, and I guarantee you, Kansas City's not talking like that because they got self problems they have to correct to themselves. But if that's what you're saying, because to me I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm agreeing. We didn't play our best game. Jalen Hurts even said it after the game. Yeah, you're right. We didn't play well. Yeah, you're right. I play poorly. Yeah, you're right. Our old line wasn't great. Yeah, you're right. Our D line wasn't right. We beat you. Do <sighs> you have no answers to that? You you have no answers to that. That is a horrible conversation to be in. I'd rather be in one where there was a fumble or something that was a catastrophic play in the game. Then do this. Yeah, every part of our team played poorly, but we beat you in your home. Man. <laughs> I, I, hey, okay. Um, all I know is 
That's not how I want that to roll out. You feel me? Okay. Here are my top 10 quarterbacks I do each and every single week. Now, my MVP race is different. But here are my top 10 quarterbacks. To my chagrin, I'm putting Dak down here at number 10. You know why? I can't find another quarterback out there to put him at 10. Justin Herbert? They are seven and three. I get it, and I don't believe I get. I know, but I still have Dak here at number ten. I got Trevor Lawrence at number nine. I got Josh Allen at number eight. I got Jared Goff at number seven. I got Tua at number six. I got Mahomes at number five. I got Brock Purdy. At number four. Look at these top three quarterbacks. I've got CJ Stroud at number three. I'm sorry. I'm putting Dak at three. Richard doesn't like Mahomes being at five, and he hasn't scored any points in the second half in three straight games. And he wants me to put him higher on the weekly rankings. For what exactly? They have drops. No excuses, guy. Called shorter plays. Call shorter plays. Number two, I got Jalen Hurts. And number one, I got Lamar Jackson. By a razor-thin margin. Actually, if you wanted to go 1A and 1B, I could be cool with that. Okay? Yeah, I I totally could be. I think it really is a two-man race. But Mahomes will be in it. So it's really a three-man race when it comes to the most valuable player. And by the way, like I told you, my MVP, my top guy right now is Jalen. Here. I've got Hurts one. I got Lamar two. I got Mahomes three. I got two of four. And I got Brock Purdy five. Dak ten. Trevor Lawrence, nine. Josh Allen, eight. Jared Goff, seven. Tucker Viola, six. 
Mahomes five, Brock Purdy four, Stroud three, Hurts two, Lamar Jackson is one. I would also say this to you. You're not going to put a guy above a guy who's up there in every single statistical category almost in Lamar Jackson, a guy who had a 32 quarterback rating. But you are going to, again, I think the MVP and the top quarterbacks who play for the week, I think they're completely different conversations. What Jalen did last night had nothing to do with numbers, with um, who's the best of the week. It had nothing to do with that because he was terrible. Mahomes was terrible. By, by, by the way, it's not this. Well, Mahomes, Hurts was terrible. And Mahomes outplayed him. No, he didn't. They were both pretty even. I didn't really think that one guy was better than the other guy last night. Both, I think, 60, 61 for Hertz, 64 for Hertz. And the other guy was 74. Some shit like that. I think that's what it was. Am I right when I say that? Yeah. Mahomes was 71-6. And, um, and Hertz was 64-6. I don't know. That's horrible. They were both terrible. One guy didn't get an advantage. The only guy that got an advantage in that game last night was Jalen. Okay. Was Jalen. Um, championship defenses don't give up 170 yards rushing. Okay. And I don't know what it is with Kansas City. But every single year, Kansas City runs the ball on you for an average of 170 yards. It's quite remarkable. They're the only team that kills you on the on the ground game. And they're not a ground team. I've, I've never seen anything like it. They're like 20th in rankings and rushing. But they, they, they look like the number one dominant running attack against you. It's almost like the Mahomes factor overcomes that shit. It's crazy. All right. Absolutely great stuff today. You guys were wonderful. Congratulations on a nine and one start to your season. Um, I, I'm, I'm wondering now on a work on a short work week for my boy Tone. This guy's he, he's got to be miserable all week long, man. He's, he's not, it can't be good, man. Last I can only imagine watching him. Hey, by the way, Tone, come on here for a second here at the end here. Let me ask you this, man. Do you pace? Do you pace at the end of the um that one? Why don't you come on at the end from now on? I want you to come on. We'll okay. Say bye. We'll say bye to everybody. Hey, that sounds good. How, do you pace when you're watching the game? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so like you you wear you wear out a little part of your carpet. Listen, it's a it's a progression. I start off sitting. I start off relaxed, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, I'm taking it all in. But then once we get to like third quarter, I'm pretty much out of my seat. I'm walking around. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm constantly trying to break down plays to my wife. You know what I mean? She's all like, she's like, look, I mean, I, I, I don't care. <laughs> but like, you know, like I'm, I'm trying my best to explain to her why, you know, why I'm upset, what I just saw. You know what I mean? So and, and I. I need someone to talk to. So like she she has to deal with me in those in those situations. But I'm pacing you must all make the time. Her laugh her ass off. 
Yo, it's it, it it's hilarious. But one thing I will say though, she gets involved with me. You know what I mean? She. she, she oh, okay. So you. Oh, see, my wife's a huge football fan. Too. My wife was my producer for a while. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. My, my wife, my wife doesn't really care about football, but because I care, she cares. So that's 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 that that's a good partner in crime there. Yeah. By and, the and, way, it's easy. um, hey, somebody said that I forgot to sing. Got to go back to the start of the no, show. No, he's he's sung. He's sung. You got you got to we got to watch it back. He's sung. We ain't gonna make him do it again. <laughs> Tone, love you, man. Great stuff. Don't forget our segment Appreciate with you, him each and every single day, Monday through Friday. Xander, Big Joe, Tone, way to go, dog. I appreciate you being part of it each and every single day. For Tone, Big Sills, 2 to 6 tomorrow. We'll see you on the flip side. and Hooters, the perfect pair. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.